What's up, Gang Count Nation? Tasha, I want to make a hit checking in. And you're about to hear the show presented by Express Sun's Rooms of Columbia. Spurs up. Ladies and gentlemen, may I have your attention, please? The show starts in 10. here in Columbia, what has been buzzing loudly all weekend. Passion of the crowd in Williams-Brice Stadium is second to none. And the rave breaks out in Columbia. It is good! Gamecock fans, welcome home. See how it goes, uh, but we'll be ready to go. It's time to root. It's gone! Touchdown! What a hit! He makes it in! Can you believe it? You're your hosts, J.C. Sherbert. Oh, watch him celebrate now. Phil Molinax. My wife doesn't like hanging around losers. And Jamie Bradford. I'm going to tell you, you look like you joined Doug Dynasty. Greetings and good morning and welcome aboard Inside the Game Cox, the show live from the Cinerama Studios in Chicago, Charleston, and Greenville, South Carolina. It is Thursday, February uh, the 16th. We are one day shy of opening day. College baseball's Division One season is set to go tomorrow. I have to always remind myself that there is other college baseball that has already begun, like Landon Powell's North Greenville Crusaders, who once again this year uh, will be major favorites to make it back uh, to the D2 World Series and so on and so forth. But tomorrow is all about the Gamecocks, and in just a few minutes we'll tell you about our lineup for tomorrow and previewing the season and just kind of kickstarting it. And I got a feeling you're all going to know who these dudes are and you're all going to like them. We are powered by Electric Bikes of Charleston, Electric Bikes Charleston, Dot com. If you're in the low country, low country, certainly stop into their store and check out all they have to offer. They also uh, their store is is housed under the same roof as Charleston Fitness Equipment. And my God, they have some cool things in there like the uh, like their home rower where you can row on any body of water basically in the world. There's like four thousand videos to choose from. And it'll put you out there and it'll get you in shape. But certainly electric bikes will get you in shape, too. You can travel up to 60 miles on that thing. You can go much further, clearly. But in assist mode, up to 68, uh, up to 60 miles and up to 28 miles per hour. Gamecock owned and operated. They are just absolutely fantastic. And they will service and sell to the entire state of South Carolina. People come from everywhere to shop there, like Hilton Head, Myrtle Beach, Columbia, and beyond. Of electric bikes, Charleston. Dot com Today, though, Chris Phillips will join us. Mike Morgan will join us. Mike and JC must have spent some secret time together because yesterday, neither one of them had a voice. I don't know what's happened, 
I'm not sure if the JC and Morgan podcast can transfer germs back and forth between microphones. I have no idea how y'all made that work out. But we've got you both back today, and we're certainly glad to see you. And we're always glad to see the one and only Phil Mullinax. Oh, yeah. That's my yes. best Michael Buffer. I'm sorry. No, that's right. That's right. <laughs> yeah. I, Are you ready I, to broadcast? <laughs> I didn't want to miss a second consecutive show. My voice still sounds a little froggy. I, you know, one thing after another, whatever. I'm ready to be back. Glad to be back. Certainly glad to be back for tomorrow's episode as well. Uh, opening day uh, is always a, a special time, especially at the University of South Carolina where baseball means a lot. So that's a, uh, that's a, uh, Got me fired up, and I'm going to power through, right? <laughs> that's right. We, that's we, right. Hope, we hope you can. Yeah. If you can, yeah. just let us know. We, we, got, well, we got Mike Morgan. Nobody needs anybody here if Mike Morgan's on. He knows how to do everything. I mean, really, we really just need to make it to 1220 and then just, you know, turn the thing over to Mike. <laughs> I know. I know. Just turn it over. I, yeah. I work, I'm, so. I'm working on a project for Mike Morgan and have been for a little while, and uh, so we have been talking often lately. And um, every time I speak to him, it just reminds me of why I think he's the best in the business. He's first of all, he's just a great human, but oh, he is yeah. he is just outstanding at what he does. It's amazing. Yeah. Really uh, good. Really, he's a co- consummate pro. Really. Um, yeah. yeah. And he, he wasn't. He wasn't. You know, he told me. I don't know. I don't think he'd mind us sharing it. But you know, the, the game he called in Columbia the other night. Uh, terrible game, uh, obviously, but. Uh, you know, he had to power through that, you know, dealing with his voice and stuff. And, and you know, I could not tell that, that he was struggling at all uh, on, on the air uh, with um, with the broadcast. And so that, that, that's just what kind of a pro he is. And, you know, I'll say this, too, and he wouldn't mind me saying this either. Mike Morgan probably has every reason in the world uh, to be an arrogant individual, yes. uh, you know, because he's, he's, he's on TV. He's good at what he does. Uh, he's got a great dog, <laughs> um, and, and he's not. He's, he's one of the nicest uh, human beings, and I'm honored to call him a friend. I mean, he's, he's that kind of person. So, um, I agree. You know, can't say enough good about guys like that. And I'm glad. I'm glad to get him on the show because you know a lot of our chat boxers have been requesting it, and so it's good to get him on. And it's a good time too because he had a front row seat to uh, you know the debacle. Uh, on, on Tuesday night. I don't know if it's a debacle or just a sad game, but uh, it was a sad, sad, sad is about the best way I could put it. Um, you know, and that's not being overly critical of anybody. It's just, you know, it's just sad. It's just sad to kind of see uh, that on the court, uh, you know, and that's, uh, I'm sure you guys talked about it yesterday, but I, I, I'm curious to kind of get his take on, you know, having called the game, been around a couple times and all that. Uh, as to what his thoughts are about this basketball team and program in general right now. Yeah, we, we actually didn't talk about it at all yesterday, Phil. Uh, Gigi Jackson, nobody want, nobody cared, and um, we just avoided it at all costs and, yeah. and, and moved on, right? Yeah, there was the no, live numbers started plummeting, and we had to get uh, off of that yeah. quick. <laughs> yeah, nobody, I, I will say, though, in addition to I – know, I know, you know we'll certainly discuss basketball with Mike, but I can tell all of you this – period the end he is one of the fairest and absolute best at talking college baseball oh yeah he there's no question about it um i've tried to mirror a matter of fact a lot of what i say do observe and regurgitate off of how he does it because 
he is very he sees he sees the big picture always you know it, it, and often i mean mike <laughs> mike's been on a lot of shows you know he's invited all the time to go everywhere um but he gets questions specific to every program and every fan base sees it through the colors in which their lenses are and um mike sees it from the outside looking in however mike is one of the remember when king was joking around with him with us last week about you learn who you can and can't trust in the media and stuff like that um which by the way he does still trust me just so everybody knows but <laughs> but every everybody trusts mike morgan and so he he is able to really learn a lot about each program he covers because coaches and ADs and so on and so forth are so willing to share information with him because he's JC. I mean, he's, he's one of the good ones who um, is very, very eloquent and professional in how he does what he does. Absolutely. And, and, and it's been, I mean, I remember when Mike, I mean, before I even knew Mike, Mike when I was in college, I guess it's kind of weird because he's, he's not that much older than me, but that also shows you that I was, I was in college for a little while. Uh, <laughs> he was, uh, I'll never forget the super back then, you know, the super regionals were not on TV. You didn't really get on TV until you got to Omaha, unless it was like a, a localized broadcast or like a CSS or something like that. So, so you listen to games on the radio and, and Mike, Mike, I remember I was delivering a gyro for Sammy's deli or a gyro as Sammy called it. And then he said he's from Greece. He wasn't from Greece, but anyway, that's another story. Uh, he, uh, uh, so I remember it's, it's Stanford super regional game three, uh, Carolina had gotten waxed in game one out there in Palo Alto, 11 to one, and then came back and won a one run game to tie the series. And so, you know, they win, they go to Omaha. Right. Uh, and it was a one run decision, uh, at the end and Stanford won. I remember it's pouring down rain in Columbia that day. Uh, I was heading down, um, Oh, what's the road that goes uh, into five points? Divine, Divine there's Street, a, maybe. A few. Divine Green. Yeah, yeah, it was. Yeah, it was Divine because green, 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 Green goes through the middle of camp. Blossom is Blossom. Okay, uh, I was heading down Blossom. No, Divine. I was heading down Divine, and uh, I had I pulled over after I dropped off the, the Euro and caught the last three outs of the game. And Mike, I remember Mike calling it, and I always thought, you know, through the, you know, when he was the voice of the basketball and, and the baseball team that you know, eventually he would. Probably be the voice of the Gamecocks, uh, as they say. God has a plan, and he, he's uh, in a lot better spot spot now. Uh, you know, with a national job where he gets to go all over the southeast and all over the country, and he calls um, NFL games on the radio now too. Yeah. So he, he yeah. got outside. Yeah, actually uh, called up with him in Chicago, uh, opening game of the season, and that was another monsoon game too. Since we're Mike Morgan and Rain, what is what is that? What is the connection there? But anyway. Um, like I said, looking forward to talking to him later. Uh, obviously, uh, glad to be back. Glad to be talking a, a little baseball, uh, recruiting, uh, whatever uh, you guys want to talk about. And also, I, I'll say this. I, I want to correct something or, or, or say I've gotten some new information on the scheduling format that we've been talking about for the SEC and football. Um, I've been kind of saying that, you know, the eight, there's eight and eight teams and that the, the lower, quote, unquote, lower eight uh, part of the compromise to get to nine would be that they would get two of those games against one another. Uh, I'm now told that the the idea now is going to be based more on geography and based more on 
uh, you know, some traditional games uh, and, and, and keeping rivalries in place. So I'm not sure that South Carolina is going to come out with this with, you know, two cupcakes and or, or two teams or peer teams or whatever. I mean, Carolina has lost four straight to Missouri. I mean, you know, but uh, I, I'm just not sure it'll be Georgia and then two manageable. But I don't, I don't know that that'll – I'm not sure that that will be the outcome anymore. Uh, and I wanted to kind of get out in front of that just because – you know, I've been saying one thing, and then it may come out. But I don't want people to think that I've lost my mind. Uh, but uh, I did get some new information about that uh, yesterday when I was sitting there uh, texting away with people because I could not talk. So there's no, so there, that, be that's Andy, Mississippi State, and Kentucky. <laughs> I, I heard it's going to be Texas, Oklahoma, and Missouri. Yeah. <laughs> I heard we're leaving the SEC and going to the Pac-12. Is that not true? <laughs> and they're going to – oh, oh, and they're also building a big slide in the, in the south end zone to where you can slide on the field in the middle of the game. And uh, Water slide. That's not, that's not true? Call, do I need to call my congressman? No? Call your congressman. Yeah, you got to get that going. Uh, I just wanted to make um, sure that – got out in front of that yeah by, by the way jc let's be fair to this conversation people have known you lost your mind for a while it didn't take <laughs> any of this to clear any of that up i also uh, not to interrupt you but i do want to get this in before we get too far down the road because the nana's uh, the award-winning nana sports chat box is open and all of you and speaking of minds go back in yours a few years please give a warm welcome to one of the greatest hitters ever at South Carolina who chimed in uh, just a couple of minutes ago and said, go Cox, former outfielder Michael Campbell, who is also a uh, dear friend. He's um, coaching baseball and all kinds of stuff, uh, not in the state. I think he's actually in northern Kentucky now. Um, but uh, one of the best hitters we ever saw come through South Carolina, almost 300 <laughs> hits until he went down. Great. With an injury and one of my favorite all-time stats, I'll, I'll roll this out for anybody. This will blow your mind if you understand baseball. In 2006, in 55 games that he played in, he struck out a whopping 13 times and had a combined 40 walks and hit by pitches. Can you believe that? That is unbelievable. That's never – that does not happen. He's Find trying a out way to get on times. base. Love it. Uh, yeah, hey, we cool. might have 13 seconds for him tomorrow if he wants to come on. <laughs> we, hey, we'll, uh, absolutely, we'll um, we'll 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 get Campbell in tomorrow if he'd like to come on. No doubt, we'll, absolutely, we'll, we'll we'll pin him in. As a matter of fact, tomorrow uh, on our program, uh, we will be joined by a bunch of former stars, just like Michael Campbell was at South Carolina. Blake Cooper, Drew Meyer. Scott Wingo, Kip Baltnight, Justin Smoke, and another Campbell, Matt Campbell, will all join us tomorrow as we kick off uh, the 2023 South Carolina baseball season. And John Whittle will be in, uh, of course, as well. So it's going to be a full boat, but you're going to hear from a lot of the stars. And uh, and now we're going to get Michael Campbell in. We'll make sure we get, the, we get him in here. That'd be fun. Absolutely. Yeah, I can't wait for that tomorrow. Uh, I help consulting mailbag question, by the way, because I always say we're going to get to it, and we don't. And Xavier, uh, who listens from the Pacific Northwest, he's one of our Pacific Northwest crew members, um, he, he sent this in and uh, asked me if, if we'd gotten it, and you know, it was from the other day. But he said, hey, guys, watch the show every day, just generally behind due to work. Keep up the great work. I think Xavier drives a truck, um, so he's, he's on the road. Cool 
haul, hauling stuff through the Pacific Northwest. I think that's Xavier. Um, best game got show in the world, he says. Thank you. My question is, just is it just me, or does the Harbor, Nick Harbor commit feel way different from the last couple of big five-star commits? I remember Birch and Pickens committing in the excitement, but something about Harbor feels different. Do you guys feel that way too? And if so, why? Um, and, and there we go. Um, so, <laughs> uh, I to me, I, I think what the Harbor commit, you know, number one, you know, Birch commits after a four and eight season. And I, I think with in-state players, you know, it, it's almost when you like, if you follow it for a long time, it's almost like a relief when they go ahead and, and commit to you and stay stay home uh, because there's that expectation now that I think has been set over 20 years uh, to where it's way more rare for a kid to leave the state of South Carolina than, than, than it used to be. I mean, it, and so you're almost like, oh, here's here comes one that's going to go somewhere else. Um, and, and so with Birch specifically, uh, after all that craziness, you know, <laughs> Uh, finally he signs or whatever. Um, I think it was almost relief. Zach Pickens obviously was exciting, but he was a guy that committed uh, early in the process and, and never really wavered uh, to look to go anywhere else. So, you know, I, I think with Harbor, you've got a football team that, you know, in, in recruiting has recruited well, recruited in the top 15 right now with Shane Beamer. Uh, but you also have, you know, those two huge wins at the end of the year, uh, they did lose the Gator Bowl, but it was one of the most exciting bowl games uh, anybody could watch. Um, they didn't lose anybody in recruiting uh, that they were expecting to get. You know, Big Tree Babalade scared them a little bit, but he got back in the boat. Uh, and then you top it off with this five-star guy who's not only a five-star prospect, but he's not from the state. And so that's probably why it feels different. It was – you know, if he had not come to South Carolina, it would have been disappointing. But you kind of shrug it off, and, and, and the pain and agony would not have been as worse. You know, let's say, let's say if Marquis Anderson or somebody had flipped to Clemson late, uh, that would have been that, – that, that's that's that signing day agony that, that you know, that, that can get you down. But, you know, Harbor, I, you know, we were sitting here live, talking about it live, uh, and I don't think anybody would have been extremely disappointing, disappointed or down in the dumps. Uh, had he had he gone to Oregon? I mean, so it's just it was like more positive energy, I, I think, with this particular commitment, and it does feel different. I mean, because it is it's something that's really unprecedented with regards to out of state recruiting, and and I'm personally m more excited now about watching what Harbor can do in year one right away. Uh, like I said before, now that he's playing receiver, because I just I just think there's a big opportunity there uh, at, at that in that room at that position uh, for him. So thanks for the email, Xavier, and. Uh, hold down the fort up there in the Pacific Northwest. I help consulting mailbag inside the game at gmail.com. Phil, we need to hit a break. Yeah, well, we could hold until uh, until Phil. We do about 10 more minutes. And, oh, he's uh, 1130. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, I was thinking it was. He yeah, he's eleven thirty, but Mike's eleven twenty, right? Or twelve twenty. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, you're yeah. doing the same thing I've done for the last two days. I kept telling Phil Mike was at eleven twenty, and I was wrong. <laughs> <laughs> Phil, Phil, I'm in central. I'm in the central time zone. So think about how confusing it is to me. It's ten twenty right now. 
No, I know. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Between you and either two, it's like, oh my god. Like, uh, yeah, on. but I, I always try and correct it, you know, especially if I'm on the air, because the, the majority of, of our audience is uh, is in the Eastern Time Zone. Although I just said we have like four or five guys from the Pacific Northwest, so they're in Pacific time. So they get up in the morning and listen to us, right? Uh so uh, in the in the Nana Sports chat box, Joey G comes through with a. Uh, he says Maryland just posted season football tickets; they're on sale for ninety nine dollars. Man, scoop that up! Well, <laughs> not to not to not to hold on now, not to poo poo on anybody's parade, but is that really it, or is that just the fee to buy tickets? Because we just did this at South Carolina a couple of years ago, where they lowered the fee to a hundred dollars, which is only one dollar more than ninety nine. Yeah. And then you actually that was, but then you actually had to buy the the, the tickets. So yeah, yeah. yeah. So no, this is this apparently is their this like their their buy low special. You know, or, I mean, Carolina sold tickets at Costco this year. Clemson sold them at Publix. You know, I mean, yeah. people. I, I think yeah. This gets back yeah. to that thing where the people that are panicking because they a few thousand seats they may have they maybe have to cut a few thousand seats out of the stadium with this right. new project. People are panicking. Meanwhile, they're selling season tickets at Costco. You know, I mean, so so what? What is it? I mean, you know, I don't, I don't know. I, you know, anyway. But Maryland, yeah, ninety nine bucks to see the Terps in action. All what seven home games next year? Who do they have? Iowa or something? Riveting Iowa offense coming to town or whatever. Um, so anyway, uh, and there's a lot of guesses. Like uh, James has a. I guess James sketched out the schedule, and he well, did send I, this to us one time. Yeah, you know, I, th- I think so. because you've got 76 asking bo- all three of us, who do we think the permanent teams will be? I, I Look, I have a difficult time believing we're not going to get Georgia. And, JC, I, this is with absolutely no knowledge of anything outside of, you know, a couple little nuggets either here or there. I'm just using process of elimination here. I don't see any way, no matter what model they go to, I don't see any way Carolina does not reel in Kentucky every single season on the schedule. I think I think Kentucky and Georgia are the two that I would safely put in there. The third one, will it be like Brad Crawford had Florida uh, in his projection the other day? Yep. Um, I my and I, I I was kind of I had a gut feeling about Mississippi State. I don't have that gut feeling anymore. I think it'll be from it'll be a team from the East, probably either Florida or Tennessee. I, I agree. I think they're all yeah. East. And, and that's 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 uh, unless for some reason they get Vanderbilt or, or Missouri, or they keep the. The Columbia Cup, Missouri rival, but, no. I, but I think Missouri. I think Missouri wants to play. That's not going to happen. Oklahoma and, and yeah. Texas, and they're both they're all Big Twelve buddies, right? Yeah. Um, so I, I think I, I think uh, I think Kentucky, Georgia, and then uh, one of the you know Florida, Tennessee, Missouri, Vandy teams. I think it'll be. I think they'll be from the East. Yeah, yeah, I mean, and, and, and Florida, yeah, just because Tennessee has got the traditional rivalry with Alabama, you know, they're going to play their in-state rival in Vanderbilt, and then and then they got a border Florida, Kentucky. Or, yeah, yeah they, they 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 probably want to keep the Florida game, and I think Kentucky because they don't have a rival, you know, really. Uh, they're 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 God, they play for what's called the Bourbon Barrel or something. Uh, there's a there's a trophy mm-hmm. for the Kentucky Tennessee game. Um, I wish I'm sure. Bourbon. Yeah. Yeah, I, I think I think that should be every that. every SE. Yeah, yeah. Uh, we should come up with a trophy Buffalo for Tra- every game. Buffalo Trace should sponsor a bowl now that they've doubled their uh, their their production up there of all their different bourbons. I don't know if anybody knows that, but they 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 they're doubling production for um for Trace and for Pappy and for everything that's made there. They need to have the Buffalo Trace Bowl. 
Kyle Where would Flo we play that? Lu- they play it at Louisville? Yeah, he played at Louisville. Lexington. Nah, he played at Louisville. If bowl games were if bowl games weren't uh in December, I mean I will tell you what, I had the best time, one of the best times of my life at uh, Keeneland at the at the at the, at the racetracks mm-hmm. uh this past year at that Kentucky game. Beautiful weather. I mean, good lord. Gosh, take me back, please. Um, so yeah, I wouldn't be opposed to that. I wouldn't be opposed to having a trophy for every game. Everybody gets a trophy anyway these days. So let's have a trophy for every game the, the Gamecocks play uh, every year and every other year. Why not? Just let's do it. You know, because you got that you got that Alamo trophy that the A and M game, and you got the trophy for the Missouri game. Uh, you got a trophy for the Clemson game. Yeah, you can come up. You can come up with some. Neat stuff. But my favorite trophy, though, is Floyd of Rosen, the, the pig. I think that's Minnesota and Iowa when they play for the Floyd of Rosen, or maybe Minnesota, Wisconsin. It's a pig, though. Floyd of Rosen. So we used uh, to, when I was at ESPN, we Bobby Bobby Harton and I used to do um, trivia at the Roost in West yeah. Ashley, which is a huge Gamecock bar. And we did one. Well, we we did a couple, but we we did one big one where all of the trivia that night circled around naming um the, the you know a lot of these rivalries have a name you know like yeah. the, the deep not so you've got like the south's oldest rivalry and then you have the deep south's oldest rivalry <laughs> so we we, we did yeah. like the name game but we also did trophies and uh there's there, there is so much out there you don't even know exists and it is really difficult to pin it all down um i mean some of the great names are, or a lot of them are Big Ten or like Harvard, Yale, you know, stuff like yeah, that. Yeah, the, the Big Ten, they, they, they give trophies out uh, like crazy for every, it seems like every game. Um, yeah, Louisville, Cincinnati, they play for the keg of nails. Yeah. <laughs> didn't know that, did we? Keg of nails. Uh, keg of nails. Of course, they, um, they don't play. I mean, they played in the bowl game this year, and Scott Satterfield did. <laughs> Left Louisville for Cincinnati, so I guess I guess there's a little more spice to it now. But uh, yeah, I mean, most of, a lot of the Big Ten uh, trophies or, or games have trophies, um, almost every one of them. So even like yeah. I think Michigan, Ohio State has some sort of thing that they play for yeah. too. So um, yeah. SEC, not so much, but you know, hey, maybe we'll get there. Maybe we'll get there. So um, uh, by the way, yeah, Eddie Miller was the the slot receiver for me yesterday. Uh, that Greg or two days ago that Greg was asking about the complimentary for Robert Brooks. Uh, mm-hmm. I thought the car, I thought Carl Platt or, or Eddie Miller, but Eddie Miller was the fast track guy. Uh, he could blaze. Um, so, and uh, so there we go. So that was it there. All right. 1128 on this Thursday. It's almost opening day, but it is time for, a timeout. Mike Morgan's ahead at 12:20 this morning. ESPN, the SEC Network. Hold on just a second. I got it. It's a mouthful now. ESPN, the SEC Network, Bally Sports, uh, CBS Radio. There's another. I'm missing one. JC. I think it's Comp- Compass Radio. Compass Radio Network. Yeah. I think he's NFL. Yeah. Oh, Sirius X. Yeah, he's on. He's a fill-in co-host sometimes. Westwood One. Westwood One. Uh, let's see. What are we missing, Mike? Fox News, CNN. No. 
okay. CNN. Uh, I don't. I don't think Mike would work well on CNN. I, I, I'm, I have a <laughs> sneaky suspicion. More of an SNBC guy. Just kidding. <laughs> Just kidding. Get Mike. Yeah, I don't think he is. Oh, man. But it is, it is time so, for a timeout. Uh, Chris Phillips, he's on the Spurs Up show, and he will join yep. all three of us and all of you when we return. The preferred sign partner of Gamecock Athletics is Signorama Columbia, and they should be yours too. A full-service sign company that handles design, production, install, and service, Signorama Columbia has helped to bring to life the perfect vision for so many all across South Carolina. Owned and operated by proud Gamecock alumni, they can handle all types of signage, including interior and exterior, vehicle graphics, and more. Go to Signorama.com and find the West Columbia location or call them at 803-407-9284. Bring your brand to life with Signorama Columbia and go game are you looking to buy a new home? Kevin O'Connell with Union Home Mortgage is a local mortgage expert and Gamecocks fan servicing North and South Carolina. Whether you're buying a home, building your dream home with new construction, or turning your equity into cash, UHM's world-class service will ensure you find the perfect mortgage to achieve your home ownership goals. Call Kevin at 803-906-0244 or visit UHM.com today. Union Home Mortgage is an equal housing lender. NMLS 2229 LONMLS 1772182. Gamecock Nation, JB here, and I'm here to tell you about my new favorite painting company, A Couple of Painters. These guys are the best. Gamecock fans and excellent painters, and by far the best and easiest quote I've received. They're licensed in both South Carolina and Georgia. They offer 10% off for military, repeat customers, or if you heard it on the show, commercial and residential painting, deck, fence, and cabin staining, cabinet and furniture refinishing. They'll even remove popcorn ceilings and wallpaper, and they offer pressure washing. Find them on Facebook or call 803-522-6832. A couple of painters, proud partners of Inside the Gamecocks, the show. Are you sick and tired of your business computer guy? Yes, he takes forever to call me back and doesn't always respond to the requests. Yeah, same here. I'm paying him good money. I constantly have issues, and I'm worried he's not backing up my network and securing it properly. Oh, I feel that, man. My head hurts, but I have a good lead on a good idea. I'm calling your boy Matthew Odom today from Heritage Digital. Heritage Digital is an IT firm that specializes in making sure your IT network runs like a dream. If you have one or 500 employees, it doesn't matter. They do it all for one monthly fee and have clients from South Carolina all the way to California. Yeah, I heard that monthly fee's low, too, so I don't know why I didn't even think of that. Uh, Do you have 843-699-1001 as Matt's contact number? Yeah, man, I sure do that, or you can go to heritagedigital.com. Man, I hear they do a no-cost assessment. Boy, this will help me. Yeah, I bet. (laughs) I'm getting all that and encouraging everyone else to do the same. Heritage Digital, 843-699-1001 or heritagedigital.com, a proud sponsor of Inside the Gamecocks, the show. This is former All-American shortstop Drew Meyer, and you're listening to Inside the Gamecocks, the show. Go Gamecocks.
Welcome back to Inside the Gamecocks, the show, everybody. The show is presented to you by Express Sunrooms in Columbia. Give John Barber and his team a call, 803-446-4662, to set up a no-obligation consultation about a potential backyard retreat for your home. And in the upstate here, give Cindy Searfoss a call if you're looking for to buy or sell any real estate. She'll be happy to help you with that, as she has a few of our listeners already. 864-414-5271 is how to get in touch with Cindy Searfoss. We're joined now on the McKellar Enterprises guest line by none other than Chris Phillips of the Spurs Up Show for another High Energy Thursday segment. Chris, saw some pictures of you up in the mountains, man. Looks like you're getting some skiing in. Yeah. 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 I'm, I'm feeling it a little bit today, man. My, uh, my keister is a little sore from, uh, from biffing as they say in the ski world. So wiping out a couple of times, but no, we had a blast, man. It was, it was great. Um, took some time to detach and went up to beach mountain, which is one of my favorite places in the world. Grew up going there with my family. So first time I've ever skied up there though. So had a really, really good time. And, uh, yeah, JB, JC, Phil, it's great to be chatting with you, man. I was excited to get back late last night. We recorded the pod, our first series preview of the year. And, of course, opening day eve for all of us that celebrate. I see JB's background. Obviously, I know he's itching just like we all are to, to get it going, man. The, what what the, the the promise or hope, if you will, the new season will bring for the Yardcocks. And uh, just excited to get it going, man. We've done all the previews and the breakdowns, and now we move into this this uh, this weekend against UMass Lowell, and before you know it, SEC play will be here, and things will really get rolling. So, just excited to chat with you guys. Appreciate you having me. Let me yeah, be man. Quick things here. Yeah. Hold on, let me clear up a couple of things, JC. Number one, biffing has nothing to do with your taking your clothes off and running around naked. No, 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 no. Right. I buffed yeah, my that's ass. The <laughs> that's number one. Yeah. Uh, number two, I this is not a background. I am actually live from a Chinese spy blimp just above uh, Founders Park, <laughs> and uh, that. so we're just, just gonna get shot out the sky. Yeah, I'm just that. keeping an eye on Sanders, making sure he's getting his work, yeah. his flat ground today, so he's yeah. good to go tomorrow. And, love uh, that. That's it. Yeah, I, so. I got to get back to the beach. Beach and stuff. We went there when I was a kid too, Chris, and uh, and Sugar Mountain sometimes. But yeah. the beach was like where my mom and dad really liked to go, and that whole Banner Elk area is is yeah. really near and dear to my heart. I was trying to explain to my fiance about that because they don't like the ski resorts in the Midwest. It's just like a hill, you know, uh, in, in Wisconsin. You know, it's not. There's not. They're they're nothing like uh, the the mountains in, in Western North Carolina and all that good stuff. And uh, you can actually do some serious skiing up there. It's really cool. So, all right. So opening day tomorrow. Uh, saw that you you made a projection projection for the season. Uh, I like that. I love uh, I love people that put it all out there and uh, and just let it let it fly. And uh, so tell us about like kind of. And in, in, in you're digging in uh, to this year, uh, you know, kind of how you arrived at that and, uh, you know, what yeah. your thoughts are uh, before they get it going for real. Yeah, so I've got 34 and 22, 15 and 15 in the conference, which I, I think would be a solid season. Um, you know, my concerns lie where I think all of ours do, which is with the hitting, right? There's a lot of new faces, a lot of new pieces. I mean, for those who haven't been keeping up with it as closely as some others, if you haven't been, you know, peeking in a D1 baseball or any of our previews, I mean, you're going to see this lineup tomorrow and – 70% of it's going to be pretty foreign to you. With the transfers and the new guys they brought in, there will be some familiar faces, right? The, the Braylon Wimmers of the world, Michael Braswells, the Talmadge Lee Croys and Hornungs from last year, but a lot of new guys that you picked up from the portal. 
So the questions with the hitting, I think the pitching, we all feel good. I know the injury bug is a big thing. You know, we saw Ricky Williams be out for the season with Tommy John. We already know uh, Roman Kimball, the Notre Dame transfer, he's out. But all in all, you're still in a really good place in regards to depth, in regards to high-quality SEC arms. When you look at the starting rotation, they're rolling out there this weekend with Sanders, Hall, Mahoney. I'd put that trio up against anybody in the SEC, truly, especially led by Sanders, who I think – if he has the type of year we're expecting, will be a surefire first-round draft pick in the MLB draft. So the pitching is going to be there, right? But it, it feels like I have my, my hopes and expectations are very high. I'm optimistic for this group. The range of possibilities, I think, is what's so interesting because I think, you know, top end, I think this team could be an Omaha team. Like, I think they've got the pitching staff, 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 pitching staff. Uh-oh. Whoa. I think he's pretty excited about the pitching staff. Pitching staff, pitching staff, pitching staff, pitching staff. I was sitting over here by the wave to everybody out there that's listening right now. That's a, um, that's a bumper. I, obviously, my voice was gone yesterday. Apparently, my brain was gone too. I uploaded the Valentine's Day episode instead of Phil and JB's musings from yesterday. Uh, so cool, I'm fixing that right now. <laughs> and so I was on the other screen listening and not watching it. I was like, I was like pitching staff, pitching staff, pitching staff. And I, I thought, I thought he was doing it for emphasis the first couple of times, but then not, uh, not anymore. Right. Phil, he just didn't want us to to shoulder the load batting without order, batting order, batting order. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. The, uh, the technology is also a little bit rusty after taking a couple of days off. I apologize for that. I had some serious <laughs> momentum going right there. The um, technology is in the pitch staff, pitch staff, pitch staff, pitch staff. I, I, don't, I don't know sometimes if it's this camera or like that makes it glitch, or maybe it's just I'm just doomed with the Muschamp Packers forever. I think I just have to live with it at this point. But um, no, anyways, before we hit the remix and got the DJ in spinning. Can you do the, that uh, again? Yeah, dude. <laughs> it, it, you know, the beauty of it is it's totally random. That That's the right. fun part. That's the fun part. Uh, no. So anyways, you know, the hitting's a big question mark. The pitching is there high end. I think this could be an Omaha club or at least seriously, you know, in the super regionals, you know, close to Omaha. But I think on the lower end, if the hitting's inconsistent, if you see this team struggle with runners in scoring position again, or just, you know, I think we're the biggest improvement guys. If you look at my record prediction, because you look at last year, I think was so intriguing. This team went 13 and 17 in SEC play. And you might say to yourself, you know, that's a horrific record. It's not great by any means. But Ole Miss, who won the national championship, went 14 and 16 in league play. So yeah. I, I thought what was so interesting is as bad as you were, right? You were finding ways to win some SEC series and you beat Ole Miss, who was the national champions. It was the non conference that killed you. And it was due to a lack of depth, right? I mean, losing games to USC Upstate, Presbyterian, you know, yeah, Charlotte, uh, you know, it, the, the pitching or lack of pitching depth and the bats just going cold in the midweek. So, I think improved depth across the board and a veteran lineup. I think you're going to see the greatest improvement. I don't think you're going to have those inexcusable losses. I think SEC play could be really similar. I mean, if you go 15 and 15 or better, JB can attest. I mean, you've had a pretty good year. You're a solid ball club. Uh, you get to 16 and 14 or better. You're starting to getting in that hosting conversation. 17 and 13 or better, I'd say you are a host for as a one seed for sure. So, for me, guys, my biggest hesitation is just will the bats be there? And there's just unfortunately nothing that shows us that uh, this team will be able to hit, that it won't be more of the same. And that's why I said I think so early in the season this weekend starting is it's super important, right, to get the bats going and <clears throat> just to show early on 
that this isn't a carryover of last year and it's not more of the same, right? You got to see something offensively. So I think this team will be improved. It's kind of no duh. I think the pitching alone is going to make them much better, but it's just will the hitting hold up there into the bargain if they do so? I mean, I think this team could be, go really, really deep in the postseason. I think they could exceed my expectations uh, or predictions, if you will, for the year. Yeah, you know what, man? I, I, I do want to want to piggyback on something you said there because I, I know, and it is fair. It's a fair criticism of 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 uh, the program under Coach Kingston by the fans and the fact that it has certainly not been the offensive juggernaut that we all were, were around forever. And and I get that. However, you know, you mentioned depth a minute ago, and, and I think one thing that I mean, this is I don't I, I don't ever want this to come off snarky but but it does and i and i get that so please understand i'm not saying it that way unless you understand it at the collegiate level you you don't get it because of how you structure staff like if you if you if you don't have a back end think about how many games they blew last year where they where they had scored six or seven runs like generally if you score six or seven runs you should win the game and 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 they couldn't um they couldn't hang on multiple times the midweek games, they 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 didn't they didn't have anybody, you know what I mean? They didn't have the arms, and um, but they also could compete on m- most most of the time on Friday and Saturday, and so I think where a lot of the optimism is going into the season, guys, is that you're going to be able to grab a lot of those midweek games back which you should, like you you might slip up and lose a couple of midweek games, but it certainly shouldn't be a defining point of your season, and it definitely shouldn't be a trend, right? So if you're winning your midweek games the way that you should, and you hold on to a couple of the SEC games that you blew just because you simply had zero arms left in the tank, you're talking about a team last year that was really only like six wins away from the postseason. I mean, they everybody think, well, yeah, and they're, they're, I mean, I get it. Like, they were under 500. That can't happen at South Carolina. Like, you cannot go 27 and 28, although they were missing seven of their top pretty much eight arms or, or, or what would have been to start the season. But if you actually think about it, six more wins would have gotten you to 33 and 22 because I think they lost a game last year because of weather. And they would have been in the postseason as a two seed somewhere, and so that's that's what you're trying to recuperate here: six or seven wins. And their plan is to do that on pitching. And as Monty pointed out the other day, you know, this isn't a team that they're going to expect to go out and just bop, bop the ball all over the yard. They're going to be pretty creative with what they're going to do on offense and try to be able to beat you in more ways than one. Yeah, JB, and I do apologize that I cut out there again. I'm, I'm dealing with the hackers today, I guess. But, uh, no, I, I agree I agree with you 110%. And, and you look back at last year and you don't want to make, you know, excuses for going below 500. But I, I don't know that there's many teams in college baseball that could have withstood the injuries that they dealt with, right, with the everything from, from your starters, relievers. I mean, all across the board, was it six, seven, or eight pitchers, something like that, that you dealt with last year losing. So, like you mentioned, I mean, that, in, that improved depth for sure. And I – and I think Monty Lee, you know, you bring his name up, but I saw you guys had him on the show. I and mean, I, I think that is a really uh, interesting piece and a unique piece to this season in regards to the impact that he has 
uh, on the sticks, right, in the offensive approach. You know, you've heard Mark Kingston talk about, again, they added a bunch of veteran hitters. They're expecting major jumps, by the way, from guys like Lee Croy, Hornung, Braswell from their freshman to sophomore year. They're going to have a lot more left-handed bats, which I, I think South Carolina playing in Founders Park should have four, five, six big-time lefty bashers, I mean, every single year. I mean, that, that is a park built for a left-handed hitter to drive the baseball out, right? When that wind starts blowing off the river and blowing out the right field, I mean, it's I, – like, I would have loved to have seen Justin Smoke play there because it would have just been peppering baseballs on top of the <laughs> Image Inc. roof out there. So, um, I mean, I, I do like their lineup on paper. I think it's a nice mix of pop. They've got some speed as well. Um, you know, productive hitters. Again, veteran guys, as Kingston mentioned. It's just all about now putting it together. And I think that's why, too, it's so important to, you know – Fingers crossed. I, I just don't think you're going to go through a season like you did last year where so many guys got hurt. You got to capitalize on the pitching. The pitching's too good, you know, to only be a 30 or 31 win ball club. Again, th this is truly a 40 win, I think, pitching staff if the hitting can hold up their end. So, you know, JB, again, to your point, I've got very high hopes and high expectations. And I, and I think that, you know, if the hitting, if you just have average to slightly above average hitting this is going to be a really fun season you're gonna have a really good year because you've got the big time arms you're going to roll out there day after day i mean will sanders is going to give you an opportunity to win every single friday noah hall every single saturday and guys if jack mahoney lives up to his hype i i, I would put him up against any sunday guy in the sec we saw his stuff as a freshman in 2021 it's absolutely electric. So, you know, I'm excited. You know, this early on in the season, while winning, this is the time to sort of try different things, put different guys in different spots, right? Tinker with this lineup. You know, find your best nine sticks because obviously by the time you get to SEC play, that's really the time to lock in and you need to be rolling out your best nine each and every single day. Well, guys, I mean, King said it. I know he said it multiple times, but he said it on our program. I think Monty mentioned it the other day, and I was, I was talking to somebody up there yesterday this Jerzenbeck kid is uh, – uh, he's – yeah. He sounds like the next big Friday night guy. He sounds like the next Friday night guy. Yeah, he's nasty. He's well, got and, some nasty, and, and, and nasty I think stuff. He's, and and that's, that's a reason right there, I think, to Chris's point earlier. If you're throwing this young man out there on Tuesday in midweeks – Yeah. I mean you – know, And that's going to be the difference with those midweek games. I mean, obviously. Because yeah. mm -hmm. last year they were just – Yeah. I mean, you, and you've got – didn't have anybody. You got him. You got Hicks. You've got Becker that could start if you want. I mean, like, like yeah. I said, it's it's an embarrassment of riches when it comes to the arms. I mean that. And JB, to your point, that's going to be the biggest difference, man. I mean, you're rolling out a guy in a jersey back that, again, the way they talk about him, he could be a top five rounds pick. Just being conservative, that makes a huge difference. I mean, that's a luxury that that you know, as an SEC team, I think you should have. That's a luxury that you should have, and that's why you should be able to win the majority of those ball games. Got to find a closer. Got to figure out who that's going to be. Yeah. Yeah. Um, well, did you watch the basketball game Tuesday night, Chris? Or no? I, I, I honestly didn't catch a ton of it, but I, you know, my biggest takeaway from it, guys, I mean, it's, you know, not really that we lost, you know, I, I checked in on the halftime score in South Carolina down 20 to Vanderbilt. That kind of told me all I needed to know, but, uh, I think this season has evolved from it, and those of us that are still, you know, keeping a close eye on it or even just keeping up with it in general, because, you know, listen, it's a tough year and there's just not a whole lot of positive to draw from it, but, you know, the whole Gigi Jackson thing and just kind of the the attitude and the mindset I'm seeing around Gigi and his minutes are obviously being limited. He only had two points of the night when I think I saw 0 for 6 from three-point range. And, you know, it's it's just a tough spot to be in, guys, because now I'm seeing people starting to questioning the, the, the want to or has this team quit, have guys mailed it in. And, and you know, you obviously don't want to see that. It's going to be Lamont Paris's, I think, biggest challenge moving forward is keeping everyone invested, trying to play together. I mean, you got to – 
you got a great opportunity to win Saturday, right? LSU has not won a game in the calendar year 2023. They've lost 13 straight. So uh, I think it'd be kind of an embarrassing loss, if you want to be honest, if you lose to them. But uh, no, I just, my biggest takeaway is kind of the, the mood around Gamecock Nation, around GG Jackson. Everybody was so excited when you signed him. And, uh, you know, again, maybe it's a, it's a small vocal minority, but, uh, you know, I, I, I don't know. I, I think people are just looking for ways to vent their frustration. And just so, again, some of the stuff I saw on social media has been a little bit interesting, if you will. But, um, you know, I picked South Carolina to beat Vanderbilt. You know, I thought on your home floor, building off the old Miss win, potentially you could do it. But, uh, you know, Michi Johnson with a big game. But as Lamont Paris told us, you, you need Michi Hayden and G.G. Jackson to play well to win. And they just didn't get that on Tuesday night. Yeah, at all. It was an ugly, ugly game. Uh, and, of course, we got Mike Morgan who called the game coming up later. Well, Chris, great to be with you. Uh, we appreciate this uh, segment every single week. And um should be a good weekend of baseball and uh, keep moving forward and, and, and seeing if they can uh, get hot and and and, uh, and make a run this year, man. Should be, should yeah, be guys, exciting. Yeah, I appreciate y'all having me. I apologize for the technical difficulties. And one last thing before I let you go, just kind of as a teaser for sure. this weekend series, something I was surprised about. UMass Lowell coming from the America East Conference, right? I think most people looked at the schedule when it first came out and said, who in the world UMass Lowell? That would be an easy sweep. And while I do think South kind of should sweep and I've picked them to sweep, what I thought was interesting, they were one game away from the postseason last year, losing to Bing Hampton in the America East Conference uh, Tournament Championship. They led the conference in ERA and hits, and they featured the preseason player of the year, an outfielder, Jerry Syracuse. I think you say his last name, hit 331, 10-homer, 65 RBI. Also, they have Jacob Humphrey, who had 46 stolen bases last year, which was good yeah. enough, second in all of college baseball. So it'll be an interesting weekend, right? There, there's some there, there's some talent on the UMass Lowell squad. Obviously, again, South Carolina should be able to take care of business. But, uh, you know, you never know with these little teams, man. I mean, I think what's interesting about college baseball is – you know, I don't think it'll be the Gamecocks, but I guarantee you there will be a series this weekend where you look and say, how did they lose two of three to that team? The plan is you don't want to be that team, right, that we're talking about. So go out there, Absolutely. handle your business. You, you should be able to. But I'm excited, man. Going to be a fun weekend at Founders Park, no doubt. And well, JB, JC, and Phil, I appreciate y'all. And to, to to tack on to your, your comment, Phil and I mentioned that yesterday. There's another kid on that team who's back <laughs> – who swiped 37 bags. Mm. So it's a combined 83 between those two dudes. But yeah. the craziest stat of all is that the Humphrey kid got thrown out one time. Yeah. And it was in a That's game it. in which he stole four bases. He was 46 <laughs> and 47, and he stole four bases in that game. He got thrown out, I think, his fifth time trying to steal. So, well, I mean, yeah, I mean, they, it, 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 to your point, like, not to care, t take over the conversation here, but to, but to your point, because Carolina is going to start – young catchers this mm -hmm. weekend if those guys are on base they're they're going yeah so you know that's going to be something interesting to keep an eye on for both cole messina uh and lee croy and, mm -hmm. and 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 the staff itself and holding those guys on not just for beating umass Lowell. it's bigger than that like yeah. this is going to be a challenge for them to develop early on because when the SEC gets here, we, we all yeah. know what, what's going on. Yeah, if the scouting report gets out that, uh, you know, when a guy gets on, it turns into an automatic double when they play your team, it, it, yeah. it'll be exposed in SEC play. So, yeah, big weekend for sure. It's something I'm excited to watch. But uh, like I said, guys, going to be a fun weekend at Founders Park. Looking forward to it. And, uh, JC, I know you and I will chat at 115 today, my friends. I appreciate you and looking forward to it. Absolutely, Chris. Thanks, man.
All right, guys. Y'all take care. Good. Chris Phillips bringing it. Uh, gosh, I, I saw the pictures of, of him skiing too, man. That made me want to go to beach, back to Beach Mountain. Hadn't been in years. Got to get back there sometime. Uh, all right, so final break of the hour. And don't forget Mike Morgan coming up second hour right here. The show rose on. I love the smell of napalm in the morning. Oh, easy. He's got a tiger by the tail, he has. He better hang on, too. People have spoken. Nana's Porch was voted the third best food truck or trailer by the Charlotte newspaper Public Poll. Also, their pimento cheese mm, took third in a contest exclusively for products made in the state of North Carolina. I will let Noah Hall tell you about the rest. Nana's Porch, Southern Cuisine with an Uptown Twist. We're well into the new year and the days of being back in the pool and boat are quickly approaching. Many of us don't have the time to hit the gym, but Charleston Fitness Equipment can change that for you. Outfit your home with a treadmill, elliptical, or my favorite, a home rower that allows you to row with the pros all over the world. They have free weights, home gyms, flooring, and much more that makes keeping or getting in shape much more convenient. Located in Mount Pleasant, visit charlestonfitnessequipment.com for more. Get in shape like our Gamecocks. Charleston Fitness Equipment, proud partners of Inside the Gamecocks. Cock Nation. Do you need a place to stay for the big game? Many hotel booking engines keep all the commissions, but at Fan Plans, you support inside the Gamecocks, still earn your hotel loyalty points, and you receive an email with direct confirmation from the hotel. Whether you are visiting Columbia to cheer on Carolina or hitting the road to follow the team, get in the stands with Fan Plans. Family vacations, a new car, a new boat, all cost money, but you don't necessarily have to make more to afford any of that if you can save cash that's flying out the window now. iHelp Consulting can help you finally get the kids to Disney World, upgrade the minivan, or drop that new boat in the water next summer. Let Daniel and iHelp Consulting consult with you. No fees, just savings. You pay them a percentage of those savings. Save on essential services, credit card fees, you name it. Let them find it. These folks are incredible. iHelpConsulting.com. How can I help you? Uh, this is Coach O. Now back to the show. Go Tigers in the soul. Welcome back to Inside the Gamecocks, the show, everybody, presented to you by Express Sunrooms in Columbia. John Barber and his team would be happy to talk to you about adding some, getting some more sunshine into your life this summer at 803-446-4662. And of course, Cindy Searfoss and the Cobalt Banker Kane Realty Team sponsor the first hour of the show. 864-414-5271 is how you get in touch with Cindy for all your upstate residential real estate needs. And confirm. Let me get a couple Zane, of quick things Zane, in here. Yeah, go ahead. Yeah, go ahead. Yeah. No, you're good. You're oh, good. all right. Xavier does a route for a linen company. That's what he does. So he's very cool. Road. Thank you for thank you for taking us uh, taking us with you every day. And maybe every once can they Phil can they uh, can they send pictures into this chat box or is it only typing? Like, is it only? Oh, uh, we we shouldn't open that door, JB. Okay. I tell you, I don't know about uh, the pics, man. Uh, Hey, uh, Xavier, if you ever get a chance, uh, send it to our email account and we'll pop one on the air here. So yeah. People can see what the yeah. Pacific Northwest looks like. Um, yeah, let me squeeze uh, yeah. a couple quick things in here, guys. Uh, one is from uh, Chuck Dunlap. with uh, He's the communications director for the Southeastern Conference. Um, there is news forthcoming soon on SEC football scheduling and SEC media days. So we'll keep our eyes peeled for that. Um, 
I don't have an email from the league office just yet. That was tweeted by Chuck Dunlap uh, just a little bit ago. But I'll keep my J J if you JC if you'll keep an eye on your email too, if coming from the league office maybe. So we might know a little bit more. Uh, another thing I wanted to quickly uh, point out when it came to um, I know Joey, <laughs> good point. Uh, <laughs> uh, really, uh, that I uh, I know I, I that was not very well thought out. Um, uh, so some guys sent us a photo of his meth lab or something, you know, <laughs> like lounging around yeah. in the boxers with us in the background. But I, I do want to point this out real quick. Mississippi State last year in baseball lost three of their top four arms, just very similar to South Carolina, except for the Gamecocks lost seven total, but six early. Um, their uh, team ERA last year was was worse than Carolina's. It actually ended up being um, over six, and they finished the season 26 and 30. Uh, Carolina was 27 and 28. Mississippi State hit 277 as a club last season, which was obviously, I think, 20 points or so better than the Gamecocks. The year before, they hit 278 as a club. Their ERA was around four, and they won the national championship. Pitching, 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 pitching. Yes, you, you know, you want to make sure that you can hit. There's no doubt about that. But you can win and not have an elite offensive program or really even an average offensive program. Um, the 2004 South Carolina team hit like 275 and got to Omaha. So, you know, it's – and that was in 2004 when the ball was flying out of the yard. But they can yeah, pitch. and the team pitch. arguably finished third in the country that year. Yeah, you uh, you you, you get arms, you fix you fix your fix your issues on the bump. You 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 have a chance to win a lot of games in in college baseball and in the pros and everywhere else. So looking forward to seeing that. Absolutely, I I think the pitching it just can't go overstay. It can't be stated enough that the depth of the pitching staff um, is going to pay dividends. And yeah, yeah look. Losing those midweek games get, got frustrating, you know, and it frustrated everybody. But, you know, like your point your point you made earlier, JB, was, hey, they, they, just, they didn't have the staff. To, I mean, they, they were just trotting guys out there that, you know, that, 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 that were going to get hit. And, and a lot of times those other other teams, they'll, they'll sneak a, a weekend starter in there or something just to try to beat you, you know, because it's a big deal for them to, to, to beat you. So yeah, I, well, I, I, I think when you're looking at, like, Jerzenbeck, in that his name we were talking about earlier, yeah. uh, the mm -hmm. freshman, and I've heard from Whittle and everybody else, he's just absolutely filthy. Uh, when you're we're tr you're trying him out there uh, instead of like a guy that you know what never plays or whatever, and you trying him out there against Citadel and Winthrop and you know USC Upstate and those teams, uh, it's a different it's a different situation than, than last year, in my opinion. Yeah, and and, and I'll add this, and I know we got to get a break, but but. I'll add this too. When, you know, pitchers, pitchers are creatures of habit, and when you're really thin in numbers, and your job one week is to start a game, and the next week you're moving back to the bullpen, and then the following week they're going to plug you in to start again because somebody else went down or can't go, or you are a middle middle, uh, you know, front to middle guy in the pen, and then you get moved to the back end of the bullpen, and then you got to start. It's it, it's these guys are weirdos, man. It screws them all up. Matt Campbell will tell you that tomorrow. Kip Bautnine will tell you that tomorrow. So, like, when you can define roles, these guys get comfortable in roles, and um, and that always adds to it as well. So, hopefully, they'll start to figure out a lot of those over the next uh, over the next couple of weeks. But uh, very excited, very excited to see him play. All right, well, hour number one in the books of the show. I'm
I have a little frogginess, but I'm, mm-hmm. I'm hanging in there. Looking forward to talking to Mike Morgan here in the second hour. And our baseball extravaganza opening day tomorrow. It's going to be really fun. Um, all right. Yeah, no, we'll be back. Please mess us. Emails to send. We love the show because the show, it loves you too. Electric Bikes of Charleston offers the most. Just as your State Farm agent combines good neighbor service with surprisingly great rates, you can combine your home, auto, life, or small business insurance with Tony Pope State Farm Insurance today. And guess what you'll get? That's right, even more good neighbor service with surprisingly great rates. In fact, Tony Pope State Farm is your go-to agent anywhere in South Carolina, North Carolina, or Georgia for the service you deserve at the price you want. So try combining your home, life, auto, and or small business insurance today. Tony Pope State Farm has been in business for more than 30 years and can handle anything you need in the tri-state area. Once again, Tony Pope State Farm will help you mix and match perfectly. Call 843-851-2222 or visit TonyPope.com today. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. If you're in the upstate of South Carolina and are in need of residential real estate services, Cindy Bass, Sear Foss of Caldwell Banker Kane is for you. Ask her about the village at Creekside, all of her listings in my hometown of Spartanburg, South Carolina, right there on Daniel Morgan Avenue, married to a lifelong Gamecock fan. And many of our listeners have already bought homes from her and been 100% satisfied with the detail and care she uses. Cindy Searfoss, 864-414-5271, Caldwell Banker Kane in the upstate for your real estate needs. Are you looking to buy a new home? Kevin O'Connell with Union Home Mortgage is a local mortgage expert and Gamecocks fan servicing North and South Carolina. Whether you're buying a home, building your dream home with new construction, or turning your equity into cash, UHM's world-class service will ensure you find the perfect mortgage to achieve your home ownership goals. Call Kevin at 803-906-0244 or visit UHM.com today. Union Home Mortgage is an equal housing lender. NMLS 2229 LONMLS 1772182. Hey man, are you sick and tired of your business computer guy? Yes, he takes forever to call me back and doesn't always respond to the requests. Yeah, same here. I'm paying him good money. I constantly have issues and I'm worried he's not backing up my network and securing it properly. You know what, Phil? Let's ask Stone Blanton. Hey JC and Phil, if you want a solution to your IT problems, give Heritage Digital a call. Our boy Matt Odom has a low-cost, one-price solution that will get you running right. Call 843-699-1001 or heritagedigital.com and ask for Matt. He will hook you up today and tell them Stone sent you. This is Fresh and All-American, Nicky Memorial of the Carolina Gamecocks, and you are listening to The Show with JC and Phil. Welcome back to Inside the Gamecocks, the show, everybody. Presented to you by Express Sunrooms of Columbia. Give John and his team a call or shoot them an email, 803-446-4662 or John B at expresssunrooms.com. Talk about a potential porch or patio enclosure. Still enough time to get that in before summertime, I'm sure. And they'll be happy to hear from you. Tell them you heard it here. Save $500 on your project. All right. Uh, we do have Mike coming up. Let's uh, make sure we remind everybody, as we have been, that somebody can win a Gamecock room. 
by heading to Facebook and making sure that you check out a couple of painters. They paint our program garnet and black, and they are just wonderful, wonderful people, licensed and insured all across South Carolina, all across the state of Georgia, 803-522-6832. It might not even be a room that you need painted. Maybe it's your fence you need stained or your deck or something else, your dog. They can pretty much paint anything for you, uh, a couple of painters. But, again, on their Facebook page, it's very easy. To, it's, it's pinned at the top of it. So if you're on Facebook, just all you got to do is send them a message with your name, email, and phone number so they can get a hold of you if you're the winner. And uh, somebody will get a garnet in black and white uh, Gamecock room or man cave or, like, she shed. Something. Where are the? How many ladies do we have watching or listening right now? We have a few. We have a few. Yeah. See, uh, the, the she shed. I have a shed, but it's it's not tick. It's not supposed to be a she shed right My now. She shed. She keeps talking about that. Yeah, I'm turning mine into an outdoor football viewing. Uh, party uh, bar. I'm just a bar. I'm let's be honest. I'm gonna put a bar in my backyard. So. <laughs> <laughs> that's what that's what, it's, around the bush. It's a bar. Be around the bush. It's, it's a bar. It's gonna be a bar. It's gonna put a beer sign in it. I'll have an actual bar and TVs and, and maybe see some of those like peanuts that they have at the bar with uh that's those aren't bacteria free by the way. <laughs> we'll eat those. I mean the, the pretzel the the, 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 the I saw an immune system building is what that is. <laughs> I went this bar one time. I saw some trail mix in there. I was like, oh, was like, how do you do fruit that just sits there at the bar? And that was back before, you know, when you could smoke in the bar, right? So you got the, the trail mix and you got a big filthy ashtray right next to it. People I'm smoking and munching. Nobody ever made a mistake as to which one was which. Smoking, <laughs> munching, drinking, <laughs> Spartanburg, somebody, South Carolina, baby. Woo! Somebody takes a shot of bourbon and then shoves a cigarette butt down their throat. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, haven't, haven't you ever seen Along Came Polly? Where you know he gives out all the Ben Stiller gives out all the statistics about eating barnets and all that, and uh, my girlfriend said, yeah. Jennifer Aniston thinks he's weird for it. I'm she didn't mail it in and along came Polly like she did in Office Space. I, I'm She's so I'm now. so fr- I, I think one of the most frustrating movies I ever watched was the movie with her and Vince Vaughn. And and I'm like, what are you doing? You're you're, you're ruining your relationship with Jennifer Aniston. Quit being a moron. The breakup. Right? Yeah, yeah. The yeah. breakup. That was <laughs> just pisses me off the whole that time. That one was I'm like do whatever she tells you to do, man. It's Jennifer Aniston. <laughs> he was the boat tour. He, that was based in Chicago. He was the boat tour guy yeah, downtown. Yeah, that's yeah, crazy. Uh, Joey Sox says, JC coming in late, but heard you came up here to Lexington and went to Keeneland. Always a fantastic time. Keeneland's coming up in April. Time to make a trip down. Keeneland Breeze calling my name. Yeah, I, I, they do. They do. I did. I did. I did. I did. did blah. I can't Jeez, talk Chris, to you Spit it out. Blah. Um, pitching staff, pitching staff, pitching, pitching staff. staff, pitching staff. If you say that three times and look at the mirror, Kip Bognight will appear. <laughs> yeah, yeah, Kip Bognight will appear on our Yeah, that's right. That was a great lead in there, but yeah, I am. Um, I think it, uh, yeah, I, I a trip down in the spring, usually it's easier for me to get places in the spring than in the fall during the season. So, but it wasn't lost on me that there was a, uh, there are two actual Keeneland horse racing seasons and stuff. And 
One of these days, I'll make it to the Kentucky Derby. Yeah, I'm the, I'm, I'm, I'm dress up like the care. ice cream man, you know, the dress, yeah. dress up like the ice cream man with suspenders. Let me know when you go because I'll I'll go. My mom has a friend uh, who's very like she's there every year. She's always in a box and stuff up there. My mom's like, maybe we should talk to her and see if you can go up one time. I'm like, yeah, I'd be a, you know, good thought. Yeah. Um, I'm down. <laughs> Hello. Uh, I, let me mention that one more time since you mentioned Kip. If you're just tuning into our program, tell your friends if you don't mind. You don't have to like me. You don't have to like Phil. Well, yeah, you do. You don't have to like JC. You don't have to like me. You do have to like Phil. But you probably like all of these guys. Blake Cooper, John Whittle, Drew Myers, Scott Wingo, Kip Faulkner, Justin Smoke, Matt Campbell will all be joining us tomorrow. And why not? We'll see if we can leave Michael Campbell in as well because – Michael is watching our show from the great state of Kentucky, speaking of which, which is where he lives, in northern Kentucky, and uh, one of the great best hitters ever in South Carolina. So, um, as a matter of fact, you got three first-rounders in there tomorrow, the school's all-time wins leader, a national champion, two national champions, and one of them happens to be an assistant coach at Carolina. <laughs> the other is the pitching coach at the Citadel. And then uh, Michael Campbell would be – I would I, I hope I can tell Smoke this on the air. Michael Campbell, I would say, was a better hitter than Smoke. And he will not he will not like that. <laughs> oh no. Uh, he will not no Clint, not all at the same time. Not all at the same time. We'll, yeah, they won't all be at the same time. Yeah, that would be the Brady Bunch kind of theme there. Yeah. <laughs> like one of those That's Zoom calls from twenty twenty. No further yeah. than four. Like um, yeah, it is Zoom call. Jay- JC, the uh, the uh, media day schedule has been announced. Monday, July seventeenth, LSU's Brian Kelly, Missouri's Eli Drinkwitz, and A and M's Jimbo Fisher uh, will kick off twenty twenty three SEC media days in Nash Vegas, Tennessee. On uh, Tuesday, it'll be Hugh Freeze, Kirby Smart, Mississippi State Zach Arnett, and Vandy's Clark Lee, who won't have to travel far. On Wednesday, it'll be Saban, Sam Pittman. Billy Napier in Kentucky's Mark Stoops. And then Thursday, you can guess it, Shane Beamer will be on Thursday alongside Tennessee's Josh Heupel and none other than Lane Kiffin to wrap up 2023 SEC Media Days. So Beamer's the last day, huh? Mm. Last day. Gonna be a long four days in Nashville, fellas. (laughs) 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 We will be dead. If we, we'll, we'll be shipped home it in a says, pace yourself, pace yourself now, right? Yeah. So yeah, um, you know, hopefully, hopefully, hopefully that that'll work out. But yeah, it's always a good time. The unofficial start of the season. Uh, I think it's awesome that it is in Nashville this year, uh, and that's nothing against the fine folks at Hoover, Alabama, and the the Hoover Galleria Mall that's uh yeah. connected to it they got an awesome chick-fil-a by the way it's it's the old school mall chick-fil-a you know mm-hmm. by the way chick-fil-a does not deliver uh to my n- neighborhood anymore and i'm i'm so upset they, they are about, off DoorDash. not on doordash they are they're not on doordash not here what about what I'm about not, uber eats they're not on uber eats either wow and uh yeah Man, you know i mean one, and uh, well, I, the closest one's a place called Orland, which is kind of that way. But then there's other like little towns like other ways, and none of them have a Chick-fil-A. 
they got really good like local type places, but the Chick-fil-A, I'm, I'm kind of craving Chick-fil-A today anyway. Are Start you a uh, Chick-fil-A franchise, man? That sounds yeah. perfect. <laughs> yeah, down here it's only $2 million in liquid, and then you got to yeah. go through an approval, approval process and make sure that somebody doesn't come out of the woodwork and beat your rear end off to get it. My stepbrother um, lives in San Francisco and runs a Chick-fil-A. Uh, out there and he's trying he's been working for chick-fil-a since college he and his wife both chick-fil-a since college and they're like one step closer to the approval process in the to get their own store um and they've they've also worked in austin texas before and all that so well there's a reason why it's the best because of how they they do it it's san francisco bay area this lady owns three of them i think she pulls in something like Eight million a year. <laughs> Sounds probably right. so. Probably just yeah. off the French fries. I, I would imagine inflation in California has got you paying about twenty bucks for a number one. Probably so. Yeah, and, and you get taxed extra because it's 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 not fake chicken. Yeah, and it's not yeah, the, no, the wonder the wonder hey, meat or whatever they have. Have you all heard? Have you all heard about the new Chick Fil A cauliflower sandwich they're trying out? Yeah, I don't know about that. Me I neither. saw some sort of headline. I was like, you know what? I'm not even going to click that. I'm not even going to read it. It's, it doesn't. I'm not even. Anything. Yeah, I, I'm <laughs> acting like that doesn't exist. If you don't I click know. it, it's not real. It's well, not real. Trying, <laughs> we're trying it here too in Charleston. I I refuse to. No. no. Well, I mean, look, I have a good friend that's like a pretty strict vegetarian and all that, so I get it, you know. Um, but there's also a lot of agendas being pushed these days with meatless uh whatever that i don't care for but uh, you know it's not a political show and uh everybody that we that whittle has blacklisted from the big spur for post about politics if i sat there got deep did a deep dive into all this they'd probably get mad at me so i'm not gonna do it uh so there's some some, clint was asking if uh, spencer rattler would um be going to media days this year and i I definitely think I think I definitely think uh, he. I would say he and Juice Wells and somebody from defense. Uh, they take yeah, three. I don't, if, I don't know if Juice will go or not. There might be an offensive lineman. Uh, yeah, well. maybe like that. I'm trying to think like leadership wise, like de- defense. Mokaba, yeah. maybe, maybe Nick him and Warre. I don't know. He's a sophomore. Um, maybe Marcellus Dial. I don't know. Uh, Jordan Strong, that's Boogie. always fun to speculate. Jordan Boogie, Strong, Boogie, I take, Boogie. I, I take, I take the punter. Oh, yeah. You know, you know what? You I would too. Mm-hmm. I would not? take, uh, yeah, I would take the punter. Uh, I take Kai Kroger, and then I would, I would sit there and be like, okay, you know, who in here voted for the Ray Guy Award? Yeah, <laughs> yeah that's right. Yeah. I'll that's call like, everybody out. That's a move Shane would probably make too. You know? Right? <laughs> oh, you bet. Shane Beamer re- will remember that. He he keeps receipts. This is the term people use, and he definitely does. Yeah. Um, I would not want to say anything, and I'm sure I have. It's egregiously stupid, uh, and then they come back on me, and he remembers it because I think I would be embarrassed. Oh, which is probably the reason I don't go to press conferences or anything. You know, <laughs> like ah, that's not really for me. Uh, but uh, Clint says he'd take Pete Limbo. <laughs> for a player, your player choice, we're just going to bring Coach Limbo in here and let him talk to him. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, the know, battle yeah. of the bulge with everybody. Yeah, yeah it was I, like, got to hide him. 
Well, I don't, I don't think I, I saw Saunders said to carry on already win other otherwise. I, I don't think they'd have a problem taking somebody a second time. That's happened plenty at SEC yeah. media days. So, I mean, to carry on joiner is more than likely one of the best representatives. You, you want to take the best representatives for your football team is what you want to do, right? Yeah. Rattler's, yeah. Rattler's going to be one to carry on. I would probably take. And then you got to take a defensive guy. Who's that going to be? I, I don't know. Or you take a punter. Or you take one from each unit. You take Rattler and you take uh, – you take Rattler, uh, Kroger, defense, and, and then you take Kroger. Mo Kaba, I would. I think Mo Kaba. Maybe, uh, maybe I, Mo. I, I, I don't know. Mo, maybe it's because Mo, Mo does a commercial. Does though? This is Mo Kaba. <laughs> you know, for us. Uh, I don't know though. I don't know. It's always fun to speculate, and it is a reward for the players because they, you know, they get to go. They get to go to the school plane, you know, and then fly with Beamer. Uh, up to Nashville and then get paraded around in front of the media and they get to dress nice and uh, BP Skinner does them well. I think BP Skinner does all their clothing for them uh, yeah. and uh, they look great and uh, it is a reward. And, and then they get to go up to, to Arby's afterwards. <laughs> yeah. It's a long day. Like it's not like they, yeah. Oh, well going to wait, this might be a little bit different because they're going to go to Nashville. Um, yeah. Atlanta's, kind of a hop skip and a jump but they, they might you know if they have to get up and go early the next morning fly in the night before and then fly back afterwards the next day yeah. but usually in atlanta y'all know how it is in atlanta they they go over day of and come right back shoot they do that with birmingham yeah nashville's not a bad nashville's a 50 minute flight from greenville so i would imagine for columbia it's probably about an hour uh and it's weird because there's no, you driving to nashville it's six, seven, six hours. I mean, to get there from from most places in South Carolina, because you got to go around the mountains somehow or through the mountains. Uh, but if you fly, it's like a straight shot because they used to Southwest Airlines for a while had a direct flight from Nashville into Greenville, Spartanburg, uh, and I was living in Nashville at the time, so obviously I loved that. That was you get up, uh, you fly over the pretty mountains. Uh, oh, well, look there, the mountains are pretty. Oh, and then you start descending, and you're at your home. You know, whereas that drive is brutal. At times, yeah. you get to Knoxville and you think you're almost there, and you're like, "Ah, that's 178 more miles no, over the plateau." It's awful. <gasps> or, or you're going. I, I go the Atlanta way sometimes. I'll go down to Atlanta and then boomerang back up 75 because oh, 75 to 24 is 24 is a straight shot from Chattanooga. But uh, that may just be because I got bored with the with the other ways. One time the weather was bad. I can't. I was coming home to Nashville. I went all the way to Birmingham and cut back up because there was like ridiculously bad weather uh, in all in the mountains. I was worried I was going to slip off the car, uh, slip off the road. Um, had red with me, had my dog with me too. I was like, I can't, I can't run off the road in the Camry with the dog. Uh, the, the Camry wasn't going to, I had a Camry at the time uh, and it wasn't going to happen. So anyway, I, I've talked too much. That's nah, all right. All we right. got to hit a break. We uh, yep. will be right back with none other than mike morgan after these messages electric bikes of charleston offers the most fun you'll ever have on two wheels the home of oventon velotric magnum bikes and more they sell to consumers all across the state and offer outstanding warranties and service after the sale their electric bikes are equipped with five levels of pedal assist plus a throttle so you can ride longer handle the heat better but still get great exercise bikes are available for all ages and sizes visit electricbikescharleston.com or stop into their store in mount pleasant if you're in the low country electric bikes of charleston powering inside the gamecocks the show the real estate market has changed dramatically from just a year ago rates supply demand 
All of your traditional factors are in a transition phase. That's why if you or someone you know are considering making a move in the low country, contact me, JB, at Coast to Coast Realty. I work with an outstanding support cast of attorneys, lenders, inspectors, insurance agents, and more, all of whom are valuable in helping find a way for you to comfortably make your real estate decision. That's right. Call me, JB, your low country real estate broadcaster. Golfers and wannabe golfers, former Gamecock golfer Meredith Taylor is now a full-time golf instructor in the Midlands of South Carolina. In-person golf lessons are held at the Country Club of Lexington. Half hour, hour, on course nine or 18 holes. And if you're outside of South Carolina, Meredith conducts virtual lessons. Just send in your golf swing for analysis. Gift cards are available for in-person one-hour lessons. Connect on Twitter, at Mayor Taylor, and find her online at mckellarenterprises.org. Her email is on the website. Schedule your next lesson today with Meredith Taylor, former Gamecock golfer. You're tuned into Inside the Gamecocks, the show. The sideline is picked off. Brad Edwards will get a convoy. Touchdown, South Carolina. Welcome back to Inside the Gamecocks, the show, everybody, Hi. presented to you by Express Sunrooms. Can switch things up a little bit for our honored guest here. Everyone knows Mike Morgan, or at least once he begins speaking, you will know him as Maybe. he is from ESPN, SEC Network. Where I mean, you know, my goodness, Westwood Conference One, Westwood Serious, and the JC and Morgan podcast, right, of course, guys. There you Morgan. go. Uh, pretty soon to be finish. <laughs> CNN, MSNBC, News Nation. Fox. Well, I don't know about that. I don't know about that last group there, Jamie. Yeah. I don't see that fitting real well. But you were on a roll before that. <laughs> how you doing, guys? Great. How, how, you, uh, how you feeling? Uh, well, you mentioned the voice. I'm a little. Uh, well, more than a little under the weather. I'm fighting it. It's kind of funny. I was doing the game uh, at South Carolina on on Tuesday, which feels like three months ago. And um, it really hit me then. You know, I've, I've been doing two games a week minimum for, I can't remember, since basically the basketball season started and mixed in some uh, some NFL on radio in between bowl games and then some NBA with the Atlanta Hawks on TV. And then it's just kind of, I kept thinking like, well, if I'm not going to get sick now, I'm never going to get sick. I'm going to last the whole winter. This is fantastic. I was kind of pounding my chest. My immune system was flexing and, and then it just hit me Tuesday. And as I'm doing that game, uh, which was a struggle enough, we go back to studio and I noticed Dari Noka is not even on my man, Pat Bradley was doing, was doing the uh, highlights and turns out Dari, his throat, it just went on him. So he had to bow out for a while and uh, he was back last night and sounded rough. And that's kind of how I feel now. So hopefully this isn't too brutal for your, uh, your listeners. Man, yeah, I won't be, I, I, I had to miss yesterday. Cause I had, and I still sound, I sound like a dying frog. 
It's kids bad. going around, man. It Something is. It's bad. Around. If it's hitting uh, you in, in Chicago and me in Atlanta yeah. and uh, JB in Charleston, I don't, Phil, where are you located? Where are you at? Greensville. Okay, we got okay. Man, we're covering. We're covering everywhere here. It, it's only yeah. uh, th- that that illness is only for you major market guys. We're, we're top <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. We're guys. fine. Yeah, we're good. Hey, trust me, I got sick plenty when I was in Columbia. <laughs> especially around this time of year when basketball and baseball were converging and you're doing yeah. two sports and you're and it's still cold and yeah no this was this was a prime time for me to get some bronchitis right about now in the capital city what's the what is the what is the i'm trying to rem- i remember one and, and maybe you'll say it or maybe you've got another one what is the sickest you've ever been calling a game or like, uh, yeah, where you lost a voice. I remember there was one, and you could barely. I think. It yeah, was I had a couple. Now, now, I I took pride in that. I never missed a game. Okay, and my, uh, let's see, my seven years of doing Gamecock basketball, never missed a game. And my ten years doing Gamecock baseball, only time I ever missed a game was due to a conflict with basketball. Uh, and then, uh, you know, football wise, football is easy. I mean, you, if you can't suck it up for one Saturday a week, you know, so I never, I never missed a, a, a Saturday. It's funny. You were playing a Brad Edwards, a highlight in, in the break. And I've told you this story before how Brad and I had the pay-per-view against Kentucky in Lou Holtz's last year in 04. Yep. And Brad was, you know, Mike McGee at the time just figured we'll just throw a bunch of former players as analysts forget about the fact they've never done TV or broadcasting. So, I, I mean, George Rogers was my first partner and I love George to death. Oh, uh, but, but George was, oh. you know, he was learning on the fly. And then, I mean, I had coaches as analysts. I think Dave Odom was an analyst one time. And then Brad Edward. Now, Brad, I figured, uh, you know, obviously knows the game and well-spoken guy and administration guy. But so we we're it's like twenty degrees in Lexington that night. This is the Mike Rath game, by the way. Yes, yeah. the Mike. Rath oh yeah, game. the twelve well. to seven defensive struggle. The the thriller, the absolute the thriller. thriller. So, so it is freezing cold. It's November in Lexington, which is typically pretty chilly. Uh, and so I, yeah, no big deal. We're going to be in the in a broadcast booth, hot chocolate and everything else. I, this is nothing. Well, we get the phone call. Brad and I are eating at the hotel lunch before, a couple hours before we're supposed to head over there, and they say, You're, you guys don't have a booth. You're going to be outside, like on the overhang, where the people are. And, uh, and it's, you know, the, 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 the person that delivered the message is like, well, don't worry now. You can just go to Walmart, pick up a bunch of scarves, <laughs> and, and we'll reimburse you. Notice, like, they didn't say, like, you know, Joseph A. Bank or, or my man Brent Skinner, somebody else, high class. No, go to Walmart. We'll reimburse you. So I I immediately start devising a plan to go to Walmart. And like, okay, I'm going to need a jacket, scarf, gloves, this and that. And Brad just says, I'm not doing it. I said, what do you mean you're not doing it? Brad's like, I'm not doing that, Mike. You crazy? It's freezing out there. I said, no, Brad, I understand that, but. You see, when you sign up for a TV gig, you can't just bow out the day of the game. I'm out, dude. Because it's too cold. Like, that's not the way television works. But he was dead set. Like, he wasn't going to do it. And I told the producer, I'm like, um, Brad says he's not going to do it. 
and somebody made a phone call to somebody and somebody called somebody else and somebody called Brad and said, no, you're doing it. And Brad wound up doing it. Uh, it was freezing. I called that the Mike Rat play. The play made the uh, Raycom exciting call of the week. And it said, and they played the call and they go, that was the exciting call of the week. Big win for South Carolina over Kentucky and a great job by Todd Ellis on the call. And I was just <laughs> so but to, to go back to circle back i'm all over the place i know the 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 sickest one was a baseball game i had virtually no voice and and jim yeah. toman got tossed remember that and game I'm trying to describe yes. it and i'm laughing it's uh, i mean the whole thing was crazy because jim just went off and and I'd seen Storm. Jim do that privately, but never at a game like that. Um, so, I mean, I'm like struggling. My, I'm laughing so hard, but I have no voice. And then the other one was the 2004 NCAA tournament game, the, the one under Odom. And we're at Kansas City and Kemper Arena. And we had just gotten done with the SEC tournament in Atlanta, won a couple games there. And I could feel my voice going and I could feel me getting sicker and sicker. And I'm saying, well, look, I don't know how many of these things I'm going to get to call. I'm not missing a Gamecock tournament game against Memphis and Calipari. I'm like, I'm going. And I remember calling that game uh, and just I'm got, I got 17 drugs in me, just sick as a dog. And the game didn't go very well. But I mean, bottom line is I wasn't going to miss it. So those were the two sickest ones. Well, yeah. that was a bad, a bad basketball game that yeah, day. It's not, not a good game. It's not a good. Yeah, no, Orlando Howell and. Mike Boynton didn't play well, and I saw Memphis in, in warm-up lines, and I was like, oh, snap. That's a different level of athlete. That's This could mm -hmm. be a problem, and it was. All right, so we got a uh, Nana Sports chat box question. Uh, the Braves hired a new play-by-play -play guy today, yeah. Yeah. Uh, Brandon Galden. Brandon. I know, obviously, living in Atlanta, and you've worked, you've done some work with the Braves before. What are your thoughts about uh, that one? I know Brandon uh, well. Uh, we actually have the same agent. Um, and so I kind of knew about this before it became, uh, public. I'm happy for Brandon. I think Brandon will do a great job. Uh, I was kind of, uh, I was humor just following the media coverage of this, who kept throwing out names that they were convinced were going to get it. And what happens is a lot of times announcers have their agents help politic form in a job like this. Um, and, and so names are being circulated and everything, but, but, I think they got the right guy. I think Brandon will do a good job. He was at Georgia Tech, which is when you do that job, you might as well be, you know, doing a high school because you're just an anonymity. I mean, you live in Atlanta, you know, Georgia Tech like doesn't even exist. But he's the, the best guy to come out of there in a while. Uh, and then he he got the voice of Madden uh, gig. And then he started doing Big Ten Network and Westwood One. And, uh, you know, he, he's been he stayed in Atlanta after he bowed out of the Georgia Tech job so he's already here uh and it, it's you know where, what he has versus what that job will give him I think it was an easy choice and I think he'll do a good job yeah we had Brandon on JB and Goldwater a couple of times he, did you he really knew, yeah him and Darren somehow you know knew each other obviously you yeah. know all you crazy broadcasters do and he was um he was excellent I'm really looking forward to 
to to hear that. Well, we we want to we we want to hear some of your thoughts on other things too, if you don't mind. Yeah, um, anything. We could talk, you know, ch- chocolates for Valentine's Day or whatever. But uh, no, ba- sure. Mike. I mean, I, I mean, everybody's been down in the dumps for for basketball. But let's start positive, man. Baseball season starts tomorrow. This is uh, every one of us here truly love college baseball. It is a it is a special special game. You've been in every ballpark out there. We we dreamed to, to get the view you've had so many times in this league and others. Um, you know, just quickly give us your synopsis of 2023 SEC baseball and, and you know, where South Carolina call, kind of falls into that. Well, I, I'd love to give you specifics, but I, I can't. I'll, I'll, no, I, I'll I give you a very macro view right now because right, I've got yeah. a lot of games in basketball to call. Um, spring football will be here before you know it. I'm usually involved in that. So uh, college baseball is not at the top of my – agenda right now but i will say all you got to do is look at the d1 baseball poll which is the one that we use um people that i respect the most that cover the sport are all involved in that seven of the top 10 are sec teams um it's it's just become so redundant to say the league is the deepest the league is the best etc it's like we all know this um and so you you i I feel like we just kind of spit out the same talking points every year uh, it, it's loaded. And so you can be a good team. And I think Carolina will be a good improved team. I think everybody agrees it's a big year for Mark Kingston and he's probably got his best roster at least since, uh, you know, the first year, but does that mean they finish in the top five of the SEC? Does that mean they finish in the top half of the league? I don't know. I don't know because again, it's such a stacked conference. So, we won't know how good these teams are in certainly won't know in February. We won't know in March, you know, the Clemson series that, that gets everybody buzzing and hyped. How many times does the team that win that series actually not have, not have as good a year as a team that lost it. So, you know, you think you like, you think, you know, the answers in March, you don't, then you think, you know, it in April, you don't, then you really think you're smart in May. And then you have a situation like I had two years ago where I had the number one team in America in Arkansas that everybody thought couldn't be beat. And they go down at home in a super regional to NC State. Or you have last year where people like Kyle Peterson uh, said it was the best team he's ever seen in college baseball. And they lose to a Notre Dame team that I had the week before that barely got out of the regional in Statesboro to knock off Georgia Southern. So. It, it, it once we get to the postseason, so much of what we think we know in February, March, April, May means nothing. It just that is truly the nature of baseball compared to the other sports. So uh, it's a roundabout way of saying it's going to be, I think, an exciting year for the team that that I know you guys are most concerned about, and that is the Gamecocks. I think uh, uh, last year was a tough one to endure, but if you talk to people in the know, as I know you guys do, and I did. That's what I expected. It was going to be a bad year. It just the roster was not good enough to compete with the better teams in the league. This year, they can certainly be much more competitive. And who knows at that point, maybe you have a chance to have a breakout season. And they're healthy. And Mike, you know, I'm, I mentioned, uh, JC, I know you got something to say, but I'm just going to throw this in there. I mentioned this earlier. Mississippi State, Carolina lost seven arms total before last season and six came kind of bang 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 leading up to it 
you can't survive that in this league. When you lose, this yeah. this league is unforgiving. If you lose six of your top seven arms, you're you're done. Mississippi State lost three of their top four. They won the national championship in 2021. They turned around last year and they're four games under 500. Right. Their offense is exactly the same. They hit 278 in 2021. They hit 277 last year. The difference was their ERA was two points higher, and they couldn't get better than four. They they didn't play better than four games under 500 throughout the season. Ole Miss, going into the postseason, last team into the postseason, all we had heard for two months was, Mike, they're probably going to fire Mike Bianco. And I'm saying, right. I think you and I might have even talked about this before. Like, it's a real thing. That was Mike, a real, Mike, real thing. They won the national championship. So yeah. I, it's, there are, there are so many, it's hard to talk people off the ledge, especially about a program that has such a history like South Carolina's. And I get that, and nobody cares more than I do. But baseball is just different, and I think all of your points. Uh, I just want to throw that in there to kind of back up all the points you just made. Yeah, yeah, no, Mississippi State's a classic example. Like, how could this happen? How could a team that just won the title be so bad the next year? And there's so, there are some returning players, but it, it's not like the big the big leagues. You can't call up pitchers from your farm system. You're already dealing with you know limited scholarships, and so when you have blows to the pitching staff you're cooked you're just yeah you're just you are you're you're absolutely cooked but then again to go back to the unpredictability of the sport did anybody had a deep did anybody have a deeper pitching staff than tennessee last year in college baseball uh and they couldn't get out of the supers at home so That's you just right. don't know great point go ahead jc jc turn your mic on if you don't mind yeah this uh Kind of helps on an audio class. Yeah, I was having a coughing fit. I didn't want you guys to uh, hear. Frog um, voice anyway, man. yeah, frog voice man, ribbit. Guys are um, so, you know, you, you, you called the game um, Tuesday night in Columbia. Uh, I felt bad for you <laughs> because I was like, this is not a very good game. To, you know, it's like Mike's going to do a great job. Uh, but, you know, you kind of got a front row seat to what's going on with that program right now. And uh, there's a lot of, angst and consternation about it and, and a lot of people are sad you know just sad is the best way to describe it i think but uh your your takeaway from from that <laughs> now you're making it's it's contagious this it is it's, catching. it's like jeez oh it's like Phil. dueling call, dueling coughs uh it's like delivering I can't click the buttons fast enough <laughs> pitching staff pitching staff pitching staff pitching staff pitching staff <laughs> Um, here, here, here's a stat for you guys on basketball, and, and maybe this puts some things into some perspective. These are the bottom five teams right now in the SEC. Georgia, Mississippi State, based on based on conference record. Now, Mississippi State's actually a good team that's clicking right now, and they've got a chance to go to the tournament. They lost a tough one last night to Kentucky. Uh, but Georgia, Mississippi State, Ole Miss, South Carolina, and LSU bringing up the rear at one and twelve. One and they won the first game. I called that against Arkansas. They've lost twelve in a row. Okay, what do all those five teams have in common, guys? New coaches, new coaches. Bingo, bingo. The only new coach that's having some success this year. Uh, I, well, I shouldn't say some success. Like having really legitimate success in the league is Coach Gates at Missouri. The difference is Coach Gates inherited it a first-team All-SEC forward in Kobe Brown, and he brought in three players from Cleveland State that all are legitimate impact players. And so you combine all that, 
with he's done a tremendous job. I think he's one of the top uh, SEC Coach of the Year candidates. But but that's the difference. And so the other five, it's new coaches like Lamont Paris, South Carolina, with a depleted roster and trying to figure out how to win games with what you got. And it's just it's it's been a rough go of it. And so when you when you watch that, when I look at South Carolina and I look at the roster and I had a long talk with Lamont Paris. And yes, we did talk about Gigi. And yes, we did talk about the job at hand. Um, It's a situation where that that is a roster where you can't win many games and that this coming year they are going to invade the portal big time. So they are going to look like the roster will look a lot more like those other eight teams at at the top of the league in terms of veterans, in terms of true SEC type athletes. You're you're going out there now and you just you've got a limited deck. You you really do. You got a limited deck. So I I mean, the whole notion, I don't know what it's gonna look like three years from now, but the whole notion that they're what, two and eleven in the league because of Lamont Paris's coaching. That's ridiculous. <laughs> Nobody was winning a bunch of games with this roster. They just weren't. They just weren't. And so uh, the 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 ex I think most knowledgeable basketball fans know that. What's disturbing is the GG thing for a lot of people, and I get it. Yeah. Yeah. But unfortunately, and this is the other thing I tried to bring out in the broadcast when I was fighting back uh, coughs and everything else is that it's important to remember GG unlike these other freshmen GG is 18 he classed up he was 17 when the season started and that immaturity shows it just does when you look at a Brandon Miller of Alabama he played all 4 years of high school he's 20 years old even a Julian Phillips another South Carolina kid of Tennessee he's 19 and the difference is they don't rely on those players to win games because they got right. so many veterans that if, if you're the true freshman trying to take over games and taking horse bleep shots, I'm going to, I'm Vescovy of Tennessee or I'm Javon Quinterly of Alabama. And I'm going to wring your neck and say, uh-uh, son, you, you don't do that. You're not, this is not your team. South Carolina doesn't have a guy like that. There's nobody on that roster that can do that because that's not, it's just not there. So, it's it's an unfortunate combination of parts that don't necessarily fit with one another. And Gigi clearly is a frustrated player now who thought he was going to be the man who's taken more shots than any freshman in the league. So he's taken more shots than any freshman in the SEC. You can't be unhappy with that. You can't be unhappy when your coach watches you take three just awful three-point shots like you're playing in a pickup game and puts you on the bench. Like that's just that's what that's what coaches are going to do at this level. This is not AAU and this is not an all-star camp. So look, he's not a bad kid. I've talked to him. I I he comes from good stock. Uh he he's not a bad young man. He is just frustrated and he is 18. And then you're losing games left and right, and it all just kind of snowballs, and that's where they are right now. Yeah. That's it. They've got <laughs> Them and LSU are combined three and twenty-three in the league, and they get to play on Saturday. Who's calling that game, Mike? Do you know? I don't know. No, I've got Missouri A and M on uh, ESPN two, which will be a that'll be a good one. That'd well, and I, I, so I saw this. I know, I know, we're probably you know a little bit overdue, but 
a little bit off topic here. I I saw. Yeah, I think it was yesterday, Mike. Maybe the day before. It's a it's a it's a national basketball writer. There are days when I can read his stuff. There are days where I wish I didn't have to ever hear him speak about anything again. But um, he mentioned a couple. I'm not going to say who it is, but he mentioned a couple of days ago, A and M being second in the league at 11 and two, 19 and seven overall. That they're on the bubble to get into the postseason. Would yeah. you agree with that? I don't he, think he, they should be. However, based on the way they do it, they are. Another, he, I, I don't think they're on the firmly on the bubble, but I think they're close enough where if they don't finish strong, it could put them in a precarious spot. The reason is simple. They had a brutal out-of-conference run. They, they lost games they just shouldn't have lost, and I don't know how they lost. They just didn't come together yet. But once they came together in conference play, it's a different team. Can I Let me interrupt you real quick with that because I, I, I pulled up the schedule because this this particular person, uh, when, I, when I saw this, I went, went right to it and pulled up their schedule. This particular person noted and said that they, that they had a terrible non-conference schedule. Which I, I I disagree with that. I mean they they ske- when they schedule these teams, these you know may, they might be having rough years maybe or not as good of years. But Murray State's been a pretty good program. Loyola Chicago has been a pretty good program over the last couple of years. You know SMU has turned around their basketball program. Memphis generally you could count on to have a pretty good program. Mm-hmm. We've seen what Walford can do. That's a really good mid major program. You know they these right. are all non conference guys. And I think Boise State's done. Yeah, Boise State, yeah. DePaul. Boise State's State. done some like, stuff in basketball I, recently. Too. I don't yeah. look at that as scheduling bad. I look at that more as what happened to South Carolina one or two years under Frank, where they actually did schedule well, but those teams that they scheduled just actually didn't have good years. Well, yeah, it, it's not so it's much it, it's not so much the who, it's the what. It's yeah, the fact yeah, what, that they lost do? five of those games. Right. So like yeah. I don't I well, don't I think that. they're gonna get yeah. I don't think they're gonna get beat up because of who they put on the schedule, it's the fact that they just didn't play well in that schedule. Yeah, I agree with you. Yeah. I think they're, they're rolling this, right now. Four, yeah, this four individual straight. who's saying this, I'm like, how can you cover the sport and not know how scheduling works? It's not like you get to the season and go, well, that team's good. Let's go ahead and plug them in. Right. Yeah, they said the same thing about Frank Martin that year, that the, the Gamecocks won 24 games. And that, that year, South Carolina actually did schedule. They had Tulsa on the non-conference. They had DePaul. They scheduled a, uh, a non-conference game with Memphis that was on national TV in January, but every single one of those teams had down years, um, you know. And Clemson uh, was not uh, on the right side of the bubble that year either. So it uh, still twenty-four wins in a Power Five conference, I think, should get you in. And I, I'm not a big fan of the net rankings either. I've, uh, I, I think, I think maybe the RPI was a little better, you know, in terms of of, of determining things and. Uh, and and I also think that you know what, what it used to be that, that you would be rewarded with, with a big finish, you know, if you finish strong. But with the net, unfortunately for A and M, you know that loss at home to Wofford uh, counts just as much as them beating you know Arkansas the other night. So because it, yeah. it's it's, yeah. it's, it's well, and it, set the, the up one, to make these November games more important yeah. than I think they actually are. They get they yeah, got two the one quad saving, four losses. Yeah. The one saving grace, guys, is that remember it, it's. Just like with football, it's 12 guys in a room and gals that are going to decide it. The net is supposed to be a guide, right? It doesn't just spit out. It's not like a BCS formula that spits out the top teams, and you're supposed to just go by that. 
you're going to have 12 human beings in a room that could look at a program like Texas A&M and say, well, wait a minute now. And this is something that South Carolina team did not do. They, they didn't go 11 and two. They didn't. <laughs> I mean, A&M is putting together. They, they actually have a chance to win the SEC championship. Yeah. Uh, so, I, I mean, what they're doing, if you are if you are a person in that committee and you have half a brain, then you don't just sit there and look at the net and say, well, wait a minute, that loss in November uh, that right. Apparently, uh, you know, I, I just I like them. But no, you say the SEC is one of the best conferences in, in college basketball and A&M is going to finish, let's just say, second in the league. You're in. Period. I don't yeah. care what the net says. I don't care what and the, the RPI says, the strength of schedule says. You are in, and I'm pretty confident by the end of the year, A&M is going to be a tournament team. Well, and in the regular season, they got five games left, Mike, and two of those games are versus teams named Tennessee and Alabama. Both of them are in College Station. Yeah. Uh, so they're going to have some opportunities, and if, and, if, and if TV is smart, they'll have you actually call – <laughs> well, I, I don't. Excuse me, I don't think I'm on either one of those. You know, we none of us knew what when the schedules are made. Uh, I, I won't bore you guys with everything that goes into that for for us, but but a lot of them are done like a month or two in advance. A lot of the games that we have, so we don't know. Like, I mean, I just had Auburn, Tennessee, a, a, a week and a half ago, whatever it was, and. We knew that was probably going to be a great game, and it was on ESPN. And even though the shooting was terrible, it was competitive and et cetera, et cetera. So that was one I circled on the calendar. But the other games, you just don't know, you know. And for a lot of – I guarantee there's a lot of people that like me that wanted uh, to do some Gamecock games this year. I mean, for, for me, it, there's double the reasons. But because if nothing else, you got G.G. Jackson, one of the best players in college basketball to call, and that makes it fun. Uh, I thought the game against Vanderbilt was going to be competitive the other night. And now Jerry Stackhouse, who a lot of people were being very critical of at the start of the year, he's got it going on in Nashville. But again, he's in his fourth year. They were they were not good in year one, year two, year three. Uh, it, 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 it takes time. But uh, I, in terms of the scheduling, uh, so many of the games that are, are put on our schedules are done weeks in advance. So we, we a lot of people didn't know A&M was going to be this good is my point. And they got a quad one opportunity this weekend, the game that you're calling at Missouri. Yeah. Um, yeah. So that'll be. And Missouri's cool. fun too. I mean, they're, yeah. they Dennis are fun. Dennis Gates, JC. Yeah, Dennis Gates, heck of a coach, right? <laughs> so that's it. Well, Mike, we appreciate you joining us, man. And uh, as always, uh, you've been getting – You've been requested quite a bit. Uh, yeah, by our, no, our look, chat boxers. Yeah, you so know, uh, we're glad to get you on. You you know I love you guys. I'm I'm excited. Uh, I used to do Jamie's show just like you did all the time, and uh, one of the best at, at doing it. I, I think this is a marriage made in heaven here. So anytime it's I Phil. can uh, jump on and uh, and kill some time for you guys, I'm happy to do it. Ah, Phil, Phil's the glue, man. I've learned quickly. Phil's the glue guy. He, he I don't down. know Phil as well, but the toothpick in sure. the sandwich. Yeah, <laughs> necessary at times, but sometimes he, it gets a little pokey. He's twelve boards a night, you know. He's the Fletch, so already I like that. It's all. Yeah, yeah, that's, oh, yeah. Right. that's right. Yeah. I mean, Mike, Mike so. I'll leave you. I'll leave you with this. I've known you a long, long time. I did not know this until somebody brought it up the other day. I can't remember where they said that it came out. It was actually a listener or, or somebody watching the program. 
Um, but uh, if you're sick and you're going to be in bed, maybe you should watch the program. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, am on, I man. the only person that hasn't seen this movie? I mean, come Damn on, it, Haney. Probably. Get off my case. <laughs> yeah. Is that Haney? That yeah, Haney. Michael Haney. Uh, Michael Haney. Oh, yeah. man. All right. I'm on this, this movie kick, and we just started doing this at the end of J.C. and Morgan, at least during the offseason, where I, I find a few movies, and I throw out the question, you know, how many times have you seen it? Because I, I stole it from Bill Simmons, full disclosure. He does a podcast called the, the Rewatchables. And it's about movies that most of us would watch more than once. So I'll throw out a movie and be like, okay, is that a one-timer, a, a fiver, or a dimer? And, oh. you know, obviously, if it's like Goodfellas, you know, it's a dimer, right? If it's <laughs> The Godfather. But then there's, like, other movies where you're, like, you're not so sure. Like, a romantic comedy, like, Can't Buy Me Love. Where, where does that rank? <laughs> what, what about a John Hughes movie, like uh, The Breakfast Club? You, you just don't know. Uh, no, that's, that's a dimer. I like the breakfast. JC, oh, where does Air where, where does Air Bud fall for you? Isn't that your favorite football movie, Air Bud? I never saw Air Bud. That's that's a that's a, to quote Mike Morgan on the last podcast. That's an insult to American cinema. <laughs> <laughs> he said a Karate Kid Part Three. It was the it was the greatest Mike Morgan quote ever on a movie. He's like, I, 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 I'm, I'm scrolling through because I'm today. It was him and Michael. And uh, so I'm scrolling through for some material to write up the Boiler Mall. And, and sure enough, it was, uh, I, I get to this one point, all of a sudden, Mike, Karate Kid Part 3 is an insult to American cinema. It, it, it <laughs> really was. It really oh, was. Oh. I felt bad for Pat Morita. I felt bad for Daniel LaRusso. I felt bad for their careers after that because they never recovered. I felt bad for the Miyagi plant that they were trying to center their whole lives around, a Miyagi plant business. It was just it was just awful from the very start. It's an uncomfortable hour and 43 minutes that I'll never get back in my life. <laughs> that was great, man. All right. Well, hey, we're up against it, Mike. We'll, we'll see you right, soon, guys. buddy. See you, man. See you, Bye. Mike. See you Thanks, Mike. Right. Mike. The great Mike Morgan joining us here on this other game cast of the show. We got to hit a break. We'll be right back to wrap it up. The last show before opening day of baseball season. Jamie's still in that Chinese spy balloon of high above Founders Park. Yeah. We'll be back. Good view up here. Great. <laughs> I want you to take me to Disney World. Horror. Calm down. Calm down. JC is here. As y'all know, folks, the family and I have visited Disney World many times, but it can be overwhelming, especially if it's your first time going to the most magical place on earth. I highly recommend wherethisroadleads.com and my friend Cherie, a certified Disney vacation planner. That's right. The mouse has given her permission to book your family vacation hassle-free. You don't know where to go, don't know where to stay, don't know where to eat, don't know what to do. It can be overwhelming. So get on wherethisroadleads.com and schedule your free consultation right now. She can help you out. The prices are very reasonable. You don't pay any extra fees. Uh, in fact, she's much more reasonable maybe than booking it straight through Disney. So for your next Disney vacation, or you know, more likely your first, so you don't panic, go to wherethisroadleads.com and talk to Cherie, certified Disney vacation planner, a partner of Inside the Game Cox the Show. 
Electric Bikes of Charleston offers the most fun you'll ever have on two wheels. The home of Aventon, Velotric, Magnum Bikes, and more, they sell to consumers all across the state and offer outstanding warranties and service after the sale. Their electric bikes are equipped with five levels of pedal assist plus a throttle so you can ride longer, handle the heat better, but still get great exercise. Bikes are available for all ages and sizes. Visit electricbikescharleston.com or stop into their store in Mount Pleasant if you're in the Lowcountry. Electric Bikes of Charleston, powering inside the Gamecocks, the show. Hey, Mo Cobbett here from Carolina Gamecocks. You're listening to Inside the Gamecocks, the show with JC and Phil. Welcome back to Inside the Gamecocks, the show, everybody. Final segment of the show here. Be a bit abbreviated. We ran a little long with Mike Morgan, but hey, if you missed it, go back and listen to it on the podcast forum. We'll drop that as soon as we can. Excellent interview with him. Good talk with Chris Phillips this afternoon. And then, of course, tomorrow, the big opening day extravaganza. The uh, You know what? All this talk about baseball has kind of reinforced for me how much uh, how much I really love the sport. And I was just going to sit here and, and kind of monologue here while I had both of well, you. That I, way I, I could just I went, be the Phil show. And it was nice. Went, it was like, all right, yeah, screw these guys. Listen to Phil. I, I, went, to say, <laughs> I went to say something and I saw it pop up and said, your I mic has been muted. I'm like, I guess Phil uh, is not going to let the rest of us talk. He's going to squeeze it all in. Um, yeah, I know. I, 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 I'm, I'm really excited tomorrow uh, to um, – to to speak with all these guys i you know sometimes you're it's not really um professional to say stuff like that like this on the air but these are all people that i care deeply about they're they're really a lot of they're friends to me and so whoever it was that told me the other day that i'm biased or what personal relationships yes i have personal relationships with all them and that will carry me a lot further than um anything else in life will most importantly though for all of you uh, they have a great perspective on college baseball. They love the Gamecocks, and they're going to be excellent to uh, to uh, check out and listen to and watch and, and hear some stories. Justin Smoke does not do interviews, um, so it's going to be neat to have him on tomorrow. And um, every one of these dudes was fantastic in South Carolina. My God, they were fun to watch play, all of them. And uh, so really excited. Blake Cooper will lead us off first tomorrow, and then the rest you'll have to make sure that you're watching to see where they fall in line. Look forward to that, certainly. And we've been putting together uh, some pretty cool stuff as far as production goes, too, that I think people will be excited about. Yeah, it'll be baseball takeover day on the show tomorrow. Yeah, so be uh, we'll be fired up about that. Make you feel um, like yeah. in the 80s and early 90s again. It'll be great. Yeah, I do love the sport of baseball myself. I, you know, it's, it's not – I played – I played football and basketball mostly, uh, you know, and it, beyond sixth grade. I've told you about my sixth grade slugger experience, but uh, have always just loved to watch baseball. It's peaceful to me, you know. Uh, back when I was flying around the country covering football, recruiting is football 365 days a year. Uh, it was just very, very nice to, you know, get back from a camp on a spring afternoon and, uh, Pull up Mike Morgan broadcasting yeah. uh, for the Gamecocks game, or, uh, or or just you know following along with a score. Uh, you know, I, I just I love the sport; it's real peaceful. I uh, think and they, I, yeah. If I lived in, if I was in Columbia, I would probably go to more baseball games than any other any other sport. I think you just said something, and and, and Phil, I don't know how you feel about it, but there is something. I, I as much as I love to be able to, I, I love going to games. 
um, and love watching games on TV. But, oh, my God, I could sit on the back porch and listen to Carolina baseball forever. And now Derek Scott is magical at what he does, and, and Tommy's so good up there too. I love sitting outside and just listening to Carolina baseball. Love it. Yep, yep. Put it on my headphones. I'm working in the yard on the weekends. Yeah. Just, I mean, it's, Sunday it's afternoon, great. man. Yeah, man. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. There's no doubt about that. Love it. JC, right. are well, you sniffling or crying? Oh, I'm sniffling, definitely. I'm, oh. uh, I'll cry. I'll cry yeah, tomorrow. We, we got to. <laughs> I'll, I'll cry tomorrow. Anyway. All right, great show, guys. Good to be back. I'll be on the Spurs Up show in 15 minutes if my voice is still here. But uh, other than that, we'll talk to you fine folks tomorrow. Hey, are we allowed to have Craig back tomorrow, or is he uh, dipping out on us again for the uh, Murdoch trial? Oh, we've lost Craig until a verdict, I'm pretty sure. <laughs> yeah. We love you, Craig, but yeah, I get it. I get it. It's 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 enthralling. Captain. Hey, Hayne, Troy Williamson caught that pass from. Uh, yeah, it was Troy Williamson. Yeah. I, I, I meant to say from that Rath. earlier. Mm-hmm. From Wrath. And it was a great call by uh, a Michael Morgan as well. Todd Ellis. Todd Ellis, apparently. Oh, yeah. That's right. Todd Morgan. <laughs> oh, Todd Morgan. <laughs> Big difference between uh, those two broadcasters, right? That's right. A little, little bit, yeah, a little bit. A little bit of a difference. Thanks to uh, Chris and Mike and uh, you you goobers on the other side there. I'm talking about JC and JC. JC, <laughs> JC and Phil. Um, but, uh, JC's we'll, long. We'll do our best to give you everything yeah. we got tomorrow for 2023 Gamecock Baseball. Tell your friends. Hope to see you then.